You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel do. Or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Konkin. Uh, and uh, uh, we're back. Happy we're... 2020. I... End of end of uh, yeah yeah happy end of 2020 um it has not been a happy 2020 for anybody this is our last episode of the year mm-hmm. um and we're gonna go out with uh with, with i guess somewhat of a bang um with with some you know week old uh, <laughs> uh news to talk about but um the best news that's been dominating the internet forever yeah but so it's honestly what what you guys want to hear from us right now which is uh uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh the the disney investor day announcements everything that was announced and when i say everything like we're gonna talk about everything that is relevant to us i have the article open on d23.com uh which it just says it's written by the d23 team so it clearly took a whole bunch of people in pr to put this together uh probably over the course of like three weeks Mm -hmm. uh and uh I yeah let's we're gonna start we're gonna go I think in the in uh the order that it is in this um I I do I do want to say before we go into this that like there's a few different things to just preface like before we like dive right into it sure we're ending a crazy year that has completely shifted how media is gonna work in the future and so this announcement that we're gonna talk about and all these properties that are coming up can't be talked about in isolation. I think it's really important for us to also talk about the fact that the Warner Brothers slate announced direct to um like streaming releases yeah. and that um that Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out uh on Christmas Day digitally and in theaters and just yeah. the amount of content that's going to be given to like into our veins next year directly through our platforms is just insane and and like small, like smaller things too. Like in Canada, the shifting nature of like Peacock having shows in the States, Netflix is losing friends at the end of the year. And uh, the only reason I realized that is because they are probably going to put it on Peacock, right? Along with all of the other stuff that's NBC. But we in Canada are going to get it on Crave because basically it's like if we don't have these other streaming sites that exist like HBO. Yeah or uh, HBO Go or, or Peacock or Hulu, they all go into one other stri- site. So we really do just have the two. I mean, there's there's a few other streaming sites, but we've got it sort of all amalgamated in one place. And just yeah. the amount of content that that we get, I think, in Canada on like two or three platforms is so nice. I can't imagine what it's like in America where you've got all of these different platforms with like their yeah. their content. That it's, is just... um, yeah, 
it's definitely i think in the states it's definitely at the point where people are just paying for cable again yeah that a lot of people have like like cut the cord and they're like yeah i'm better than other people because i don't pay for cable and now it's like well how much do you pay for all of your streaming platforms because you're paying you know twelve dollars for netflix and seven dollars for disney plus and you know another fifteen dollars for hulu and I uh, actually I think uh, Hulu's a weird thing. I think Hulu is actually free, but it's ad supported. Oh, interesting! Um, you, I didn't know that. And then you can pay to remove ads. Oh, um, gotcha. So yeah, I think I like that everybody that model. just. I like that model a lot as well cause because it's kind of just like cable. Yeah, there's a <laughs> few like, where it's cheaper. like, yeah, uh, you know, honestly, I miss commercials from time to time. Not all the time, but from time <laughs> to time, every once in a while. Um, but uh, yeah, it. So there is there's one big piece to this that that we will that I will say before we get into like the actual um, uh, content that was announced, and that's uh, this this move. Uh, now that Disney owns Fox as well, 20th Century oh, Fox, right? Yeah. Uh, and they own Hulu. Um, there's a lot of content on Hulu that has never really been available in Canada. Um, yeah. like there are several shows that it's like they, they, you can't even buy the shows because there's just no distribution channel for them up right. here. Um, so even if you wanted to legitimately purchase them and I think, I think that Disney is the first company to recognize that this is a huge issue and that they're losing revenue as a result. Um, by not being in every territory like they, like nobody else. And, and you brought up Warner Brothers has recognized or at least they're not thinking about it quick enough that you cannot release anything online anywhere without it being everywhere. Right. Um, and HBO Max initially made that announcement of, hey, are the entire 2021 lineup starting with. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 in December uh, of 2020 is going to be available day and day, right? So, and then they listed yeah. a whole bunch of movies, um, uh, uh, both online and and in theaters. Um, they pissed off a lot of people, particularly a lot of the people who make those movies, especially in a lot <laughs> yeah. of their partnerships, like with Legendary, for example, with oh, uh, Godzilla yeah. versus Kong, which is a movie that has been, I think, thrice delayed. As a result mm-hmm. of of uh, it was delayed once for non COVID reasons, like I think it was supposed to be out last fall, like last maybe November or something, and it got pushed to the summer, and then got pushed again to this winter, and then just got pushed again to May. Um, and Legendary is taking a real hit on it. They've put a lot of money into it. They've been building a cinematic universe with the, with the the two Godzilla movies. And with Kong, um, right. and there's, I think there's one, I think there's four entries in it so far, um, and Kong will, and uh, Kong versus Godzilla will be the fifth one, and um, I, like, it's a big deal for Legendary because because Godzilla is actually one of its more successful properties right now, um, that like like ongoing properties, and so like Legendary is pissed because of Kong and something else. I can't remember what the other one was. But it's basically like they found out some directors found out about an hour or two before HBO Max made the announcement. Other directors found out from the trades after the announcement. And that's ridiculous. So 
Warner, no surprise, has no clue what they're doing. Absolutely zero clue. Um, Disney, on the other hand, has been over the course of this year consolidating and figuring out what are we doing. And I think one of the reasons why it's taken so long for them to announce a bunch of this stuff is that they were trying to figure out what is the right way to do this. Um, so, uh, like, obviously we got Mulan back in September, which was pr- the first premier access. We're going to get Raya and the last dragon on premier access as well, which is that you pay the $30 and it's part of Disney plus, but you own it forever. So people right. act like, Oh, well, I'm already paying for Disney plus, And then it's okay. Yes. You do have to keep your Disney plus subscription up in order to keep that access to that. But like, here's the thing you have to do that with stuff you buy through Apple. You're just not doing it. It's just, it's not, it's not quite the same, but it's exactly the same because you have to keep buying Apple devices in order to keep your library. Right. It's a little bit different now because they've started putting Apple TV on other, other products. So that marketplace is becoming a little bit easier, but not on all products. It's not on every TV, right? You can't get Apple TV on everything. Yeah, you can't. Which They have partnerships. So you are paying a premium for that. It's just a premium that's been obfuscated behind a product purchase that that product has to be replaced every few years. And Apple's getting their cut that way instead, right? Through through a partnership with LG or Samsung or whatever, right? Um, But not Sony. (laughs) So that's like the whole thing. You want to buy Sony products because that's who you buy with. Well, guess what? You're going to have to buy the Apple TV box separately. So Apple just got you there too. And well, in three years, you're going to want to replace that because now it's got 8K instead of 4K, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, man, like we should they, never like... watch stuff in 8K. <laughs> but I, oh, my, I, when I bought my TV, I got a Roku and I was worried that it wasn't going to have anything. And I am noticing like my parents have a Samsung TV and it doesn't have the same like access that mm-hmm. Roku does. And I, it's kind of interesting, like what gets what, like what yep. brands get what stuff. And I have like no restrictions on my Roku TV for any apps. Like they're all sort of coming in. Hey, this is also like, I think a breaking news thing for the Snyder cut, like release date being, being officially March 25th. Oh, is that, that did they yeah, just that announce just, that? I think they just announced it like a couple hours ago. It's not it's not the Snyder cut anymore either, is it? I think it's it's um, Justice it says, League, the director's cut. Uh it says the Snyder cut. It says DZ Films, the Snyder Cut premieres on March. Okay. Uh but this might be a fan site. I don't know. DC Entertainment Universe. That might be That is definitely a, a fan site. That's not an site, official but, site. You know. Um let's see what at Justice League is this. Nope, that's not actually Justice League movie. There we go. Oh yeah, because uh, they. I forgot that they're that they're. Oh wait, why do I get it's September fifth? Darn it! I thought it was March. I just saw March. It's not. Yeah. I mean, like they. It doesn't look like they've officially announced it on. Aww. Okay. On this. Uh, Wikipedia on... says it'll be March twenty twenty one, and you know if Wikipedia says it, it must be true. Yeah. Um. Okay. Warner Brothers Pictures. Let's see what Warner Brothers Pictures has to say about it. Nope, they're just retweeting about. I don't know. Screen Woman, Rant Wonder says Woman, that Wonder Woman that it should release on in March twenty twenty one. So maybe. Uh, I think that you have found a uh, uh, nonsense fan site. Nonsense. Non- none Come of on. none of the official channels are saying anything about a release date. Boo. For like the last week. So, um. Anyways, I. <laughs> 
Disney, I think, is is being really smart about this stuff with Premier Access, um, which is uh, yet another thing to push you towards a Disney Plus membership. Um, and then in uh, international regions, so other than the U.S., uh, they are basically creating a section on Disney Plus for Hulu and FX content. And FX is one of is 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 Hulu and FX have been in kind of like like a bit of a dead zone for a lot of stuff. There are certain deals because FX isn't just Fox stuff, right? And and Hulu's not just Fox stuff. There's also NBC stuff that gets uh, uh, put on on Hulu and mm-hmm. like it's kind of it's kind of all over the place. But um, but some of this stuff has just like never had a home in Canada and uh, uh, on streaming. Right. And, uh, and now all of a sudden, all of this stuff is going to be inside Disney plus uh, in Canada and the UK and other international regions. So um, the, the price of Disney plus is going to go up, but uh, not a lot and totally justifiably because now all of a sudden I, I'm not going to just tell people that they should be watching Atlanta or and Legion. Uh, I mean, Legion is done, but but the, like it doesn't matter. Still, go back and watch Legion uh, because it because it's going to be there. Like it's going to be on these platforms. So I think actually Legion will be on Disney Plus uh, for everybody because a bunch of stuff is coming to. I think the effects yeah. stuff is all coming to Disney Plus for everyone, but that Hulu stuff is going to be part of uh, Disney Plus. I think they call it Star. I, uh, I uh, under um. Uh, yeah, it's star everywhere, and then hot star in India and Indonesia, um, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be the home for all of the the FX twentieth century stu- uh, studios and twentieth television stuff. Wow. So all of a sudden, all of like that X Men stuff and uh, uh, yeah, all sorts of great shows are going to be on Disney plus just under like an additional. So like right now it's like, you've got like Disney, Pixar, Marvel, star Wars, national geographic, and they're just going to add another one of those tabs. That's star where all of this other content lives. And it'll also be, um, I, 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 all of the, the, the content that is not, age appropriate for the general Disney audience, which is, this has been one of their big hurdles to get over. It's the reason why Logan and Deadpool aren't on Disney plus yet. um, When, when the other X-Men movies are, is that now they have a, they're basically categorized that stuff under that. So that parental controls are really simplified of like who has access to star, who has access to this extra, to this extra thing. And if you don't have access to that extra thing, then you, then you're not going to see any of the mature content, but it means that now like they'll have a place for that. So, um, and that's what that says is not just, Oh, they needed a place to put all of these like FX and, uh, and, and um, R rated movies that are in their catalog. It means that they're making another Deadpool and uh, like, like, like period. That's that is what that means is that Disney is looking at the stuff that they purchased and going like, okay, we need to have a place for this on our streaming platform. 
um, in order for us to, to, to justify making this content. Right. right. So I, uh, to me, like that's super exciting. Cause that means that, that we're going to have all of that stuff for us in Canada, all in one place, like so yeah, easy to access, good. which is awesome. But that just goes back to the idea that WB had no plan for international regions. They were just going to, they were just going to release Wonder Woman 1984. Oh yeah. Yeah. On HBO max in the United States only. And everybody else could go to the movie theater. Yeah. Well, guess what? The movie theaters in British Columbia are all closed. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. And they will be for the foreseeable future. Like, I think it'll probably be, february before they're even talking about reopening the movie theaters at this point because the numbers just keep going up so um it's like an, until those the the vaccines which thankfully are starting to 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 roll out now until that that number hits a certain point and herd immunity starts to take effect and the numbers start to 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 at least level off and hopefully start to go down um like we're not going to be able to go to the movies. So it was one of those things where I was like, man, I really want to see this. I, I think the last time we talked about it, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. It's probably not going to be that good anyways. <laughs> I like, it'll be fine, but it's not like it's going to be. And then the reviews came out and the reviews are like, Oh, this one's way better than the first one. Like <laughs> and from people who like nice. the first one. Right. Nice. And so it, I was like, Oh man, are you kidding me? And then, and then like all the reviews are like, this is exactly the movie that we need right now Yay! this is the hero that oh, we I'm need so right excited. now for this time and it's like damn am i going to a movie theater yeah. to see this movie and it's like i'm gonna go by myself i am going to yell at anybody that comes within eight feet of me <laughs> yeah i uh six feet is the rule right but i'm gonna be like oh, you are too close you're in the yellow zone and you need to be in the green zone get the hell away from me <laughs> i i and I, I, you know, like figure that out. But, uh, but then I went just randomly decided to check today uh, in advance of this recording. I was just curious because I was going to bring it up with you. Say like, I've been Googling it every day. The I've been Googling it every day to yeah. try to be like, and saw that it, it was, it was the 18th. So yeah. I guess that was what, that was Friday yeah. that they announced. Uh, hey, I, we just realized that because we're not releasing it anywhere else legally, <laughs> That you guys are all just going to steal this. And then when we do release it in March for you guys to purchase, uh, you're not going to. (laughs) And we're going to lose that. Like, like clearly somebody knocked on somebody's office door and said, hey, um, we ran the numbers on your stupid decision. And your stupid decision is going to cost us this many millions of dollars in other regions. Because you all you care about is America, apparently. Like, I guarantee somebody, somebody at, at WB in Canada was like, are you kidding? Like, you just affected our bottom line. Like, you yeah. just, we're going to have to lay off half of our staff because you guys decided to do this without consulting anybody else. So it's, it's very clear that no one at Warner Brothers is talking to anybody about any of the decisions that they're making, which is not news. Right. Like (laughs) the way that Warner makes decisions about these things, we've seen it with the DC properties for the last 10 years. Like they, they just absolutely shoot from the hip 
they make their decisions in the moment and they have no plan. Um, and any, and so when Zack Snyder has a plan, it's like, okay, well let Zack Snyder have his plan. And they go, okay, well he can have his plan until such time that we decide that his plan doesn't get to be a plan anymore. And then we're going to yank him from the movie, put this other guy on the movie yeah, and not really care about what the product is, but just that, you know, like we did our, quote unquote due diligence by grabbing the next geek guy and putting him in there. Um, so I, I have um a confession Yeah, that I kind of hope that Warner brothers does not get their stuff together for at least another decade because it is straight up my goal in life to bring the Warner brothers universe together. Like I feel <laughs> like to be like the Feige or like Catherine Kennedy of the Warner brothers universe is just like life yeah, goals. It's, it's it's Kathleen Kennedy. I just Kathleen. don't want you to get. Oh, what did I say? What did you I said? Say? Catherine. Oh, well, Kathleen. Sorry, Kathleen um, Kennedy. I should have just yeah, used her I don't last know. name. You... Do you see how sexist I was there? I called him Feige, and then I used her first name instead um, of just saying Kennedy. Uh, I I I think you need to I think you need to up the the level of of uh, producing that you're doing if you want to do that within in the, next, the next ten in years. the next in the next decade. Thanks. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I so. feel like I feel like I I I that is not goal. any shade whatsoever. <laughs> you just named the two most powerful producers on the planet and why said you, that you that you want to be the them. same thing as them. Yeah, that's my uh, ten year goal. I hit my five year goal as of December twenty twenty. So okay. I have I have to have new life goals, and so I'm just saying that my new life goal is yeah. is is that. Is to, is to like run a like franchise basically that is like okay and but but like I just thought that it was weird that other people don't think like that like I was at a producing workshop the other day and people were like where do you see yourself in five years and everybody was like oh like happy and by a lake and I'm like no no man I see myself like on the Warner Brothers lot <laughs> like doing something down there in <laughs> anyways uh, I I would like I would like to point out that uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy was, let me see, can I do this math? 1981. Uh, she was not even 30 when she produced Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> well, she wow. she didn't produce. Sorry, she was an associate on that. But uh, and she was a producer on, um, on the next one. Yes. Uh, She's uh, done a lot of a lot of awesome things. Yeah, so, you know. Uh, I have to find the right people and do the right thing. Yeah, she was an associate producer. So she she was she was 31 when she associate produced Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. <laughs> she was 29 when she produced uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. You know, one of the one of the highest grossing films of all time. That's, but that was <laughs> but here's the thing. That was her first film as a producer. Was E.T. Yeah. E. Yeah. So like there's a little bit of luck there that who's to say in the next decade if I like play my cards right, I can't also have a little bit of luck. Yeah, you know, I I think you're I think you're right because you are you are married to Frank Marshall, right? So uh, basically. That's that, um that helps. Yeah, cuz <laughs> Not to imply that that's why Kathleen Kennedy got the no, job. But Kathleen like, Kennedy I got mean, the job because she is an amazing producer. Yeah. So yeah. This, uh, for those who don't know, the story with Kathleen Kennedy is that she was 
she was uh, uh, basically uh, Steven Spielberg's assistant on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and like, like f- was, was essentially like, like his right hand. Right. So mm-hmm. as they would walk around, cause Frank Marshall was producing, uh, Raiders. So, uh, so, so she got hired on as, as Spielberg's assistant and, uh, uh associate to Mr. Spielberg was the title. Uh, and so she basically like followed him around and it's like, Hey, I hear like, like you need to run this over to this department or whatever. And like, like that sort of thing. And like, that was the job that she was hired for. And like within the first couple of weeks of them, like going through storyboards and talking about, about the script and meeting with Harrison and like all of these things that they were doing, like she would be like, um, well, here's how you solve that problem. Well, here's what we should do with this. And it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark would not be the movie that it is. If Kathleen Kennedy wasn't, there with steven spielberg every step of the way so she should have a producer credit on that movie but that's not how the unions work so whatever Mm -hmm. but but in reality so that's why like the next thing that he did she's a producer on because like she immediately jumped from being his uh uh, very elevated gopher to uh to all of a sudden like producing et the extraterrestrial so she she 100 uh earned her place there and then proved it time and time again. And she produced E.T. and uh, Raiders and uh, Hook, Jurassic Park, (laughs) right? Like basically everything that Steven Spielberg did um, through the 90s, which is when he Mm -hmm. was doing all of his best. And I will and I will say I get that she's like a lot older than me. And I'm like, maybe it should be a goal for like when I'm 50. But that's like what like only 15 years she's also she's years? also the president of lucasfilm like she's not just a producer she is yeah. the president of lucasfilm so that's which a, i guess is, it's a different trajectory like but that's in my brain the trajectory that like ultimately yeah. to be a producer is to be like like i don't know yeah but anyway, the reason sorry. why the, the reason why she's the president of lucasfilm is because she is the only person that george lucas trusted to right. yeah see through this transition right like like mm-hmm. through the next mm-hmm. probably 20 years of uh and we're now at what we're at i think we're at like eight eight years um yeah 2012 right i i so she's probably she's probably got another decade or or decade to 15 years before she'll probably step down um and they'll put somebody else in there but wait uh, how long did you say a decade another yeah another decade to 15 years <laughs> I, you got a lot of work to do is what I'm saying. I know. If you want to make it to that level. But so the thing is, is that like, I've never set myself big goals. I've always set myself like little goals and I've achieved them. And I'm kind of like, as I get into my, like after, you know, basically a year in which we're all kind of sitting around feeling really terrible about ourselves that I'm like, right. Cause I mean, 2020 just did that to us. Right. We sort of, it's, it's getting us down. I'm kind of like sitting here being like, what did I even do this year? What, like, what am I, am I useless? Am I worthless? But then I'm like, you know what, Amanda, you set a goal this year and you achieved it in September. Right. Like I became a line producer in animation. I had given myself five years to do that. Right. So I'm kind of like now being like, okay, my exponential growth over the last five years in terms of like who I am, I actually feel like I know what I'm doing right now. So if I set myself a trajectory for the next decade, what skills do I need to learn? And like, what like kinds of projects do I need to pursue 
to like get me where I want to go. Now I will say the one difference that I have and that I recognize is like, there is no alternative. Like Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy and Kevin Feige are the only two I can think of. They do both work in feature film spaces and feature film is not my, is not necessarily what gets me excited. Television does. So, but for me, the like possibilities for a French like television based franchises, like it might not. So it might not be like the Warner brothers specifically, but something like that, that's like in, in spaces that are exciting to me. Like what, like, like thinking collectively about how to like empower different creators and creating this huge world and universe that like are all these connected ties, but that have like individual fandoms and individual people that just like really gets me really excited to like think holistically about creators and about content and about audiences and I think that there's something like really formative and awesome that those two producers are doing and I want to be in that space so how do I set myself up in the next 10 years I would recommend against DC because (laughs) DC has had that person technically in their org structure they've just um They've just replaced that person every two to three years for the last 10 years. And that's why there's no plan. Right. As opposed to like Feige being the guy for the last 12 years uh, and uh, and and Kathleen Kennedy being the person for the last eight years. Right. And uh, and them not and Disney not wavering once they've made that decision. Um, And after they've had success, like the thing with the thing with D.C., is that every time that they have success, they have switched it up and done something different. <laughs> it's like, oh man, Man of Steel was actually a really successful movie. Like Man of Steel made a lot of money. It it it, it did good for them. It wasn't the Dark Knight, uh, which is what they wanted it to be, but they set the wrong expectation. A Superman movie is never going to be a Batman movie. Um, Batman appeals to the lowest common denominator and Superman actually requires you to, uh, put a little bit of thought into it. So (gasps) can um, I go ahead? I just have to say something that like I, at our Christmas party or zoom Christmas party at work, um, people were talking about, um, there's a, uh, a new crypto series that's coming out, uh, that I think they're, they're doing in Vancouver. Like, I think people are working on it in Vancouver. Um, anyways, and then people were talking about crypto and they were like, Oh, like, how does it work? And I was, I was like, man, if anybody wants to talk to me about Superman, like let's offline this, like I could talk forever about all the things of Superman. And then like one of the like guys that I've been working with for a, a while was like, wait, you like Superman. I thought you were a feminist. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> like, what how how did you get there how did you get get there there? yeah i'm like what that's anyways and so like in the middle of this christmas like celebration with like all the teams from like mine and another show i had to be like do you want me to tell you why i like superman because i will (laughs) and so i took like i took like a minute and a half to like be like Actually, the reason I like him is his relationships with like other people, and also like Lois Lane and blah blah. Yeah, Lois Lane, the original, yeah, the original, the original yeah. feminist pop culture yeah, icon. I know, and I'm kind of like the archetype what? that like that yeah. Princess Leia is built off of. Yeah. That every spunky, uh, yeah. uh, female lead is based off of. Like, yeah. like, and yeah, one go of the back most to the powerful, 1930s like, and find another character that had as much agent, another and, female character who had as much agency as Lois Lane. And another female character that, that has as much, like, 
People can tell you the name Wonder Woman, but how many people yeah. are, that are not comic book fans know her name is Diana, right? Yeah. Whereas the majority of like casual, just people that know of Superman, they know the name Lois Lane. Like Lois yeah. Lane is the most well, popular, like, yeah. thing, like synonymous, right? With like, with Superman. And so I'm just kind of like, I just, I just thought that that was so interesting. Anyways, it was good. It, it sort of like, was it a great opportunity for me to like say, that's but it funny. was just like, I was kind of like, what? <laughs> like, that's so like, anyways, but uh, that's okay. my random, my random thing. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's jump, let's jump into this, this Disney stuff. Let's jump into these announcements. So uh, I am going to, I'm just going to read this like as, as it is in the, uh, in this article. Cool. Um, okay. So, uh, starting with Disney Television Studios for Disney Plus, we've got uh, Beauty and the Beast, which is a working title. It actually stars Luke Evans and Josh Gad, so it's not Beauty and the Beast. It's actually Gaston and LeFou, right? Right. That's yeah. that's yeah. what the show actually is. Um, interesting because I don't know that anybody particularly liked asked for that. <laughs> that yeah, it, like I think Josh Gad asked for that, and I think that Josh <laughs> Gad has done enough work for. I, uh, I, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Frozen three is in production. They haven't announced it, but it is. There's no way it's not, um, because Frozen makes more money than Star Wars for Disney. So does it really? Yeah, Frozen makes so much money what? when you add in all of the merchandising stuff. Oh, I guess it's so, crazy. Yeah. I, Josh Gad absolutely put it in a contract. 100 percent. he was like i have an idea i guarantee you by the time this show comes out we will find out that he's an executive producer on the show interesting um because he loves musicals and he and 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 he loves this character and there was the there was the 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 really like i don't know that it was subtle but uh there was like the the under the subtext thing of like that that lefou is gay in the live action uh, right beauty yeah, and the yeah. beast and in love with gaston right i guarantee you that's what this show will be about like that will be like the 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 like not not a gag but like sort of like the the comedic thread through it will be the fact that like lefou is totally in love with gaston and gaston is completely oblivious to it and he'll have like songs where he sings to the audience about how much he loves gaston um, and we'll all be like, really, Gaston? Because he's a horrible person. Um, and I'm sure that that's what this show is. So, uh, and because that sounds like the sort of thing that Josh Gad would want to do. And honestly, I'd be down for that. Like, I, I'll at least check it out. Because uh, I, I, if they could do some self-aware Disney princess stuff, um, I think that it would be worth it. Uh, and it's also one of those things where it'll definitely be Luke Evans and Josh Gad 99% of the time. And then like at the end of the series, I, I, um, um, what's her face? Hermione. I, oh, Belle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you mean her the name? Actor, oh, yeah. Emma Thompson. Or no, Emma, 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 uh, Emma. Yeah, see, that's what I did too. My Emma, brain. no, come on. Yeah. My brain, how did it just stop? Emma Watson. Emma oh my Watson, gosh. there you go. That was um, so yeah, like she'll show up for like for like one episode. Um anyways, uh so that that's that uh, Beauty and the Beast working title. Uh Swiss Family Robinson, who cares? I <laughs> I this one's exciting. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which they made two Percy Jackson movies. 
but they didn't really go anywhere. They, they, they weren't as big as, as they wanted them to be. This was in the time when like Harry Potter had kind of, it was Harry Potter. I mean, they were big, they were big movies. Yeah. They were big budget movies, but they weren't big return. I don't think because they only made two of them and they had plans to make like five. So, um, just like, so when Harry Potter was happening, Disney tried a couple of times to get the same thing going. Um, and it's like, cause like over on in the other corner, you had the hunger Games stuff happening that it was like, Oh, Harry Potter's a big deal. Let's make hunger games happen. Um, it went, it went all like the, 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 and you know, twilight and whatever, when all of like the YA novels all of a sudden started yeah. being big budget movies because Harry Potter was super successful. So everybody wanted to buy properties and replicate the same thing. So Disney had Percy Jackson, uh, the, before that they had tried Narnia and Narnia didn't go anywhere. It fell totally flat. The first one was successful, but the, the sequels did nothing. Um, and then they tried Percy Jackson and, I will be honest. I loved the first movie. Never watched the second one. Mm, just, just, right. just never saw it. Um, as much as like I loved that first one, I was like, "This is awesome." I uh, so the idea that they're going to go back and they're going to develop it as a series based on these books—that's a better exciting. choice. Always, it's oh, like, it's always know, better. It's like, always better. Come on. Well, it's yeah. like it's like in in ten years when they when when Warner Brothers announces that they're going to do Harry Potter, but they're going to do it as an HBO Max series, just like what's happening with Lord of the Rings right now, right? Like it's, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to be superior because you're going to have the, like they won't, there will always be like an iconic element to the original in, like interpretations. And certainly like that'll influence stuff, but, but also like it, it, when you have that much more time, uh, you can actually, you can actually cool get things. into it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers uh, is... Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm really happy that this <laughs> is happening. I'm really upset that this is the story that they went with, that it's Emilio Estevez oh. as the lead. And Lauren Graham is going to be in it, which is exciting because uh, we love Lauren Graham. Right. But... Um, I wanted it to be Joshua Jackson. Charlie, right? yeah. That to me, to that Charlie. was the whole thing is that like I wanted to come back, pick it up, you know, 30 years later, and Charlie has moved on with his life. He hasn't he doesn't play hockey anymore. He's got a career and he's completely lost sight of you know everything. Like he's yeah. become Gordon Bombay and he has to come home and coach the ducks, and that Emilio Estevez runs the skate shop which is the 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 role that uh that um oh shoot i can't remember the actor's name right now but that's uh, uh i the the i think german or oh right. the old dude yeah that like oh like, yeah like like that, that right he died it was like and, sort of a yeah yeah, yeah. and gordon and takes over, over the yeah. takes over the the, yeah. the skate shop so that he can be the obi-wan kenobi and give give the words of advice every you know couple episodes or whatever um Unfortunately, that's not what they're doing. I and I, I hope that at some point they tried, and that Joshua Jackson was just like, "I'm not interested," like that he read the scripts and was like, "I this isn't what I want to do." But um, I'm kind of like, "Why, Joshua? Why?" Well, if they weren't there, <laughs> if the quality wasn't there, right? Could you imagine if Joshua Jackson and Hayden Christensen came back? 
<laughs> for like my ultimate 90s fantasy. We're not so there good. yet. You're jumping the gun. <laughs> sorry. Jeez. I am. There's so many things. Let's get through more of them. Yeah. Well, then stop talking, Amanda. I'm sorry. Stop talking about DC, for God's sake. <laughs> okay. Uh, Turner and Hooch, no one cares. Absolutely no one asked for this. Uh, big shot. Uh, which is another like this. The funny thing about Big Shot is that they're like, yeah, we're going to make a Mighty Ducks TV series. And we're also <laughs> going to make Big Shot, which is about a high profile basketball coach who screws up and now has to coach a high school basketball team and learn something girls. about himself. But it's because it's girls. So it is. But it's literally just the Mighty Ducks again. Well, yeah. Like it, it's just like it's tweak a few things. They're not bad. Like they're they're a good basketball team. But like, uh, uh yeah, it, it 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 it's the same story. But anyways, because um, they're gonna teach him something about himself. Uh, the mysterious I, Benedict Society. That I I said all of that very snarky. It's John Stamos and Yvette Nicole Brown. I am watching that a hundred percent. There's no way I'm gonna miss that show. I have to say the Swiss Family Robinson, um, yeah. the part that like is is somewhat intriguing is that it's John M. Chu is part of the creative team for that, and I'm kind of like, oh, true, true, yeah, that that is that is interesting, but we do we know literally that it's happening and that he is a part of it, it. Yeah. and that is it. So yeah, um, we'll we'll see. We're gonna skip over National Geographic because who cares? Um, <laughs> there, yeah. Hulu, uh, yeah, they're making more hand Handmaid's Tale. You will never, ever get me to watch that. Really? Um, yeah. I don't, like, I get it. Like, I like I get it. I don't need to watch it in order to be told that, you know, like, misogyny, like, systemic oppression of women is a bad thing. I'm, I'm good, actually. I don't need to be depressed about it. Um, but it's, let's, let's tell hopeful stories instead of depressing ones. Um, I'm just not interested. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's a great show. It's won a bunch of awards, but it's not for me. Uh, it's just like I don't watch Westworld, right? Like I, like oh, I can't, uh, like it's just I yeah, don't. Westworld is quite depressing. Uh, yeah, Westworld looks like a real bummer, and it's also like like a lost type show of like, what are all of the mysteries, you guys? I'm like, I don't have bandwidth for this in my life. I don't. <laughs> I liked care. Westworld though. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure. No, I, I I'm not saying that Westworld yeah. is bad. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I do, I'm sick of shows like that. And that's a totally personal thing. It's just like, just tell me a story. Stop putting mystery boxes inside mystery boxes and acting like everything needs to be lost. It's been how many years since that show went off the air? And guess what? It didn't pan out well for that show. <clears throat> that 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 was not a good idea. And, it, and JJ really screwed up the Star Wars sequels by applying the same logic to it so i i just don't have time for like you have to watch every frame of this show in order to know six years down the line that that guy was actually a polar bear in the first season um that's a nice lost reference for everybody uh on fx it's always sunny in philadelphia is getting what is it it's the like it's Wait, it's been picked what? up for four additional seasons what which I think is bringing it to something like 15 or something like that, which makes it the longest running live action sitcom in television history. I didn't even know. I didn't realize that that was part of that's so crazy. I love that. I I didn't realize it's always sunny in Philadelphia was still making new (laughs) seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And honestly, like everybody that is on, it's always sunny. (laughs) 
is a genius and I have loved in other stuff that I've seen and I've never watched It's Always Sunny. Like, I, I shouldn't say I've never watched oh, you, it. I've, I've definitely watched an episode, but it didn't hit for me. Right. But when this comes to Disney Plus in Canada, I am absolutely jumping in on day yeah. one. This is one of the yeah. first things that I'm going to start watching. Um, and because because it's like there's like a decade of content <laughs> to <laughs> get true. caught up on. It's true. So, like, what better binge show I... in between Marvel and Star Wars stuff oh, yeah. than... than than Danny but DeVito and Charlie Day. The, and the best part of it is that you don't actually have to watch them in order. Like I no, just love you, yeah, seeing I know. random episodes. So it's <laughs> it's very it's very Seinfeld like in that way of like it's like the characters are never going to learn anything. It's never gonna change. <laughs> it's always gonna be the same ridiculous hijinks. But um but yeah I yeah I'm I'm excited about that. I uh, this is the big one for FX. I. They're they're making an alien television series, um, which wow, is I don't even know about this stuff. I'm looking at like different. I should be looking at the same article that you're. You should have you should have like... watched the investors. I know presentation. I yeah. Um. Not the whole thing. You didn't want to need to watch the whole four hours. You only needed to watch like an hour and twenty minutes of it. Yeah. But I, yeah, they're making this alien TV series. It's um. Oh, shoot. It doesn't say it here. I'm kind of excited because I don't know where to watch Atlanta. I feel like maybe I could watch it on Crave, but it, it'll be nice if it comes to... Uh, no, I don't think Atlanta is on Crave. I think that yeah. that you have to have it effects, but it, it'll be yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, um, it's yeah. um, I I it's the showrunner from Fargo that's doing, uh, that's doing Alien. No, Noah Hawley. Noah Hawley. And that is very exciting because Fargo is a phenomenal television show. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, they're doing an adaptation adaptation of uh, Shogun, which has has been what? made into a movie, but I think they're making this into a series. Huh. Yeah. They um. Are. So that's cool. I mean, like that's 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 interesting for sure. Um, interesting. Like, and then on. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Cool. I just I didn't. They're they're describing it as a real life Game of Thrones about feudal Japan. Yeah. No. I, Shogun is 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 ripe huh. for incredible storytelling so i yeah it could be it could be very very cool um uh so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well uh jumping into walt disney studios content starting with lucasfilm uh they announced very early on in the call that they would be talking about sorry 10 new star wars properties as well as 10 new Marvel ones. So here are the Star Wars ones. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we already knew about. So it's uh, Sorry, it's not 10 new. That there would be 10, 10, 10 new properties. Uh, yeah. Not 10 new properties, but 10 properties total. Yeah. So uh, obviously we already have Mandalorian. And we already knew about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Cassian Andor. Uh, but we got the, the name for Cassian Andor series, which is it's just Andor. Andor, yeah. Um. We got the news that he, Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in Obi Wan Kenobi, and Kathleen Kennedy said the words "rematch of the century," um, which is very confusing but also incredibly exciting. <laughs> we also got a uh, confirmation; these had sort of been rumored, but but confirmation uh, that Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. 
mm-hmm. would be two new series spinning off from the Mandalorian. The great thing about the fact that we are doing this late is that we can also, also say talk about oh yeah that the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett is the third series spinning off from the Mandalorian, um, and that it'll actually be the ne- the first thing that we get to see will be the book of Boba Fett next December. So, so sorry, what are the other two that are spinning off of the Mandalorian specifically? Rangers of the New Republic. Okay. Which we don't know anything about. We have. Oh, we but don't... that's. But it's sort of like the stuff that the Appa character is yes. part of, right? Oh, More okay. than likely, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And then, and then Ahsoka, which is obviously about right. Ahsoka, right. Uh, on her hunt to find Ezra and Thrawn. Thrawn. So, um, cool. yeah. So, so that's cool. Like the Mandalorian is basically. I think what happened is they made the first season of the Mandalorian. I think they had an overall story that they were planning. And I think when the Mandalorian was super successful, that Disney said to Lucasfilm, yes, please more because we need this for our platform. Um, Here is all of the money. (laughs) Go make what, do whatever you guys need to do in order to make sure that you've got content every quarter starting in 2022. Right. So awesome. Um, and, and so I think that what they did was they, they, they took the story and they went, okay, instead of doing an episode about this, now we can have these characters go off in this direction for eight episodes. And then we can have Ahsoka come in in season two and then have her go off and it doesn't need to be an animated series anymore. Now we can have part of her story. We can do eight or 10 because Ahsoka is a limited series. It's not an ongoing. So it's going to be eight to 10 episodes. I would guess it might be as little as six because that's what I think. Um, I think Falcon and the winter soldier is like, is like five hours over four episodes or something like that. Right. Like, oh, like yeah. there, there, there are no rules with any of this stuff. Like <laughs> they're just telling the stories that they need to tell. So they're going to tell whatever story they need to tell with Ahsoka in live action and include whatever other characters they need. And, but that'll be whatever it's going to be limited series. Same as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, which is just meaning that it's one season. It's a one and done. But they'll have that. They'll go off. They'll tell that story. They'll do the Book of Boba Fett. They'll do the. the they'll continue with Mandalorian because season three has been confirmed. Um, and and John Favreau said today on Good Morning America that Mando season three goes into production as soon as they're done with the book of Boba Fett and book of Boba Fett starts in the new year. So like they're in, they're in pre-production on both right now and like they'll do Boba. And then when that's done, they basically roll right into Mando. So that says to me that they will have Boba in December of next year. Probably I'll bet you anything we get it on Christmas day. Uh, that okay, the like cool, the first yeah. episode of the season will be Christmas Day. That'll run for eight episodes for for two months, right? And when that ends, maybe we'll get a week or two off. I don't think we will. I think that we'll roll right into Mandalorian season three. Really? Um, oh, okay. That's my expectation based on what was said. If you're kind of reading between the lines, and then I think like by the time that we're there in 2022, like in 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 February March of 2022 that we'll know so much more about Ahsoka and Rangers of the New Republic. And they'll probably be like later that year, but it's going to get to the point where there will be a, either a star Wars or a Marvel series on Disney plus almost every week. Every 
That's and that is just that's what's gonna keep people paying Disney Plus every month. This like, is that's the thing. Is the like, dream. They just you just this, like if you can get new yeah. content of your favorite things, like these franchises that we've just grown up with, that we're gonna keep paying for and that you're gonna pay for, and then your kids are gonna watch, and then your yeah. kids are gonna pay for. Right? Like it's so crazy. This Why not? is what we told the CW they should have been doing. Yeah. I remember Years somebody ago. somebody tweeted somebody tweeted you yeah. that didn't I they? I Annie. saw it on Twitter. Yeah, I think it was Andy. Like like this this was that Disney is doing what I told the CW to do like <laughs> probably six years ago. Yeah, when all of it's the, the spin offs started happening. Yeah. yeah, short content every other month. Like, it's not even about it being short. It's about it being the right length. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a it's 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 about not having to fill twenty four episodes in a season and therefore doing something like breaking up the couple so that they can get back together right. just to, yeah. you're just generating conflict in order to have a story for 24 episodes. Right. Right. Um, killing somebody so that we can bring them back. Right. Like, like stupid stuff that they've done on the CW. Um, that, that definitely made sense in that old television model, but that's not where we live anymore. That doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. relevant. Um, it's why legends of tomorrow is the best of the shows on the CW and it's because it's only 13 episodes and they tell the story that they need to tell. That's Mm -hmm. it. Like there's no fluff on, like I shouldn't say there's no fluff. There's no wasted airtime on legends. The whole, the whole series is fluff. That's the whole point of it, but it is all worthwhile fluff. It's cotton candy, right? It's like, (laughs) which is why I can't watch it all at once. I feel like I have to like take it in doses because otherwise you get a stomachache, but, but, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that it's not always delicious. Um, And I wish that they would figure it out with the rest of the shows, but they haven't yet. Um, Anyways, I move back into into Star Wars land. Uh, we've got Andor, we've got the Bad Batch, which will be the next thing. Actually, I said that that Boba would be the next thing. Boba will be the next live action thing. Bad Batch will probably be March. It'll either be February or March. We'll we'll probably hear about it in January. Um, but they they want to give Mando some some breathing room. Um, <clears throat> Star Wars Visions, which is a an anthology anime. A, a series it's a bunch of shorts anime shorts from different studios in japan um this is the animatrix it's it's for those yeah. of us who are old enough to remember the animatrix uh this is star wars animatrix that's all it is um and then they announced lando but they didn't announce donald glover so question mark on that one but you have to imagine that that's what it is. Uh, and they, so uh, Leslie Headland's uh, series had been previously announced, but now we know that it's called the acolyte and it takes place at the end of the high Republic, which the high Republic is the new era. that was supposed to launch back in June, oh. but because of COVID-19 um, all of the publishing got pushed to January. So January 5th is when the first book comes out with the first uh, uh, wave of stuff for the high Republic, which is uh, I think it's 200 years before the Phantom Menace before the fall of the old Republic. Right. Um, I, it's not as far back as Knights of the old Republic, which is thousands say, yeah, of years. Way, yeah. Knights of the old Republic is like way, way back in the past. Um, so this is, 
the High Republic is like it's it's two hundred years up to fifty years before the Phantom mm-hmm. Menace. So the Acolyte could very well be a story about Palpatine. Oh, uh, it yeah. could involve Palpatine. It could involve. There are a lot of rumors that it involves the Night Sisters, um, which if you don't watch the animated stuff, you probably that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody. But um, but that's just me telling you that you should go watch the Clone Wars right now um, because it's going to be very important to the Acolyte. There's no doubt in my mind that people who haven't watched the Clone Wars are going to be very confused by the Acolyte in the same way that they're very confused by the Mandalorian, where they're like, mm-hmm. wait, what is that Darksaber thing? And it's like, well, there's a whole history and I can tell you the history, or you could just watch the two television shows that it that it's a major component of. Um, I mean, it's not as major in Clone Wars as it is in Star Wars Rebels. How but it's exciting that Leslie Headland is getting a series! Like, yeah, this is very exciting. That she's so young. Yeah, so I think I think that that um, that Palpatine could play a part in this. I I would almost guarantee that Darth Plagueis. Is a part of I was this because say, yeah, like it'd be weird if he wasn't. It's yeah, because right because right? it's it's all because of the time period that it's in, and because like it's about the dark side. So I think that this is going to be the story of how Plagueis became involved with the Night Sisters, because the Night Sisters are then involved in 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 a part of the Clone Wars, and actually, the Darth Maul is a Knight brother. Uh, so he comes from the same planet as the Night Sisters, and um, so there's a bit of a story there of like how Sidious recruited Maul, right? Right. Um, that's all connected, and I think that this might be setting some of that stuff up. I think it'll be connected to that. Um, so, like with all Star Wars stuff, it actually doesn't matter where your entry point is, but. There is content that you can watch right now to get you ready for the Acolyte that you should watch. And that's Clone Wars. Um, I just. You don't have to watch all of Clone Wars no, if no, all no. you care about is I the just, Acolyte. I'm, so, but... I'm just like so excited for her. Yeah. But it's like her first film was Bachelorette. And yeah. it's like that was a big film. <laughs> it's like. I don't know, like these, there, like there really is something about like these auteur creators that Star Wars does, where they take people that have done about five things and then they yeah. give them these properties, and it's so cool to watch them and just have faith in these creators and be like, make she something is, cool. She is a massive Star Wars fan, and um, and is talking about this stuff already on this level that uh, that that is very clear. Like, and that's why I say like watch clone wars now because there's no way that it's not connected. There's no way that clone wars rebels Mandalorian and all of the movies are not connected into the story that she's going to tell an acolyte. Um, There's no way. And then they announced a droid story, which is like, it was a weird thing where they're like animation, like the uh, uh, industrial light and magic and the animation division both do such great stuff. And now we're going to bring them together in this new project, a droid story where we introduce a new hero and, uh, alongside R2 and 3PO. And it's like, okay, what is it though? Like they said a lot of stuff without saying anything about what the hell this is. Um, there are some people that think that it might be 
related to uh, Redacted. I'm not going to say it because I'm going to give people time to finish Mando before uh, uh, before before we talk about that. So when we talk about that, hopefully in the new year. But um, there are some people who have some theories about about a character that that new hero might be. Um, mm-hmm. They also uh, they didn't announce Willow. Willow had already been announced, but they they sort of gave us some more details about it. Um, Warwick Davis returning in the title role. No duh. Um, but uh, this could be fun. They, there's there's a lot of potential here. Willow That's also is, John M. Chu, right? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, I yeah, believe so. Yeah. And I uh, I the universe of Willow is a creation of George Lucas. So um, it's it is it's essentially his fantasy Star Wars world. Um, so, Ooh. but Ron Howard, I think, directed the the original Willow. Um, so yeah, I it, like they're expanding this universe, and uh, uh, it's exciting. It's, it's exciting that Lucasfilm is doing stuff other than Star Wars. Um, I'm gonna leave this next one well, till last, uh, and then. But, we'll, sorry, go ahead. I want to talk about the one that I'm excited about because it's I f- like first discovered it when I was at Comic Con. Uh, last mm-hmm. year, like in 2019, was Tommy um, Adamui, I guess, is like the the Children of Blood and Bone series. Yeah, that's being, de- or is that a, or is it going to be developed as a film? It might be developed as a film. They're feature films, so it, okay. that's why like yeah. these are kind of at the end, right? So yeah, yeah. Indy is getting the fifth and final installment, um, mm-hmm. directed by James Mangold, who <laughs> you might remember from Logan. Uh, interesting choice, but we'll see. We'll see. I. Uh, yeah, and then Children of Blood and Bone is being adapted. Um, there's a there's also the the Star Wars feature by Taika Waititi that we already knew about, but uh, we still don't have a title for it. It's still just some weird Taika Waititi thing. Um, yeah, Children of Blood and Bone is a big deal. Uh, I this could be a very big thing for uh, for for Disney. Um, and for Lucasfilm, this is this is part of a deal that I think was made before the acquisition. So this was one mm. of the things that Disney accidentally bought when they bought Lucasfilm. <laughs> um, and it's and I think it's kind of been sitting a little bit while they got Star Wars up and running. But now that Star Wars is is churning, uh, they can uh, they can jump into this. So, um, yeah, I I Rick Famuyiwa who directed. He has directed three episodes of The Mandalorian is involved in this. I don't know if he's a producer or 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 if he's directing the mm. films, but um, but that's awesome because he's great. His episodes are some of the best episodes of Mandalorian. Um, hey, so that's exciting. And I do. I just I realized I caught myself like as we've been talking where I said that um, the the creator for the Acolyte was young. She's actually not super young. I just, I feel like that's a a thing that I say about women that are like, because Justin Simeon is the, like the creator of like for um, dear white people who's doing the Lando series is actually younger than her. And so it's like, it was like unfair for me to like point that out about her. And then not also mention that it's like these younger creators that are being given opportunities. I shouldn't have just said it about her. I should like recognize that it was like a couple people. <laughs> Sorry. I just like, I'm like, I don't think anybody was going to take you to task. Yeah. On it, but... No, it's good. I just, I just, um, <laughs> so last but not least, certainly not least, uh, the opposite of least, a uh, last and most, uh, <laughs> is rogue squadron, blah, which blah, is blah, the blah. next feature film 
for Star Wars coming in 2023, December of 2023, which is three years away, but that's okay. It's going to be worth it because it's being directed by Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Um, this is, I could not have wished for something like this. <laughs> <laughs> like a director like Patty Jenkins, a live action Rogue Squadron feature film. I, according to the description, this, this story takes place uh, in the future era of Star Wars, which says to me that it's actually post Rise of Skywalker. Oh, um, yeah. we, like, like, like the, the description kind of makes it sound like it is the furthest story ahead in time. Interesting. It may also be way far ahead of right. Rise of Skywalker. We don't know anything about this yet. She's been working on this for a while, um, writing story. Uh, and they're they're basically like like gearing up to to go into pre production on it. Um, yeah, man, Rogue Squadron is like it's it, if you if you gave me a wish list, um, I would tell you, okay, well, you're already doing an Obi Wan Kenobi series, so I guess the next thing would be Rogue Squadron. Um, now, this is different from what I think most people would have expected if you had said Rogue Squadron, which would have been about Wedge Antilles and the characters from the original trilogy, but, um, or at least in that same time period. So there are books and there are three video games. I, but I, I, four, if you count battle for an Abu, but nobody does. I, (laughs) but more, more accurately, this is based on the concept of rogue squadron as a group, right? So rogue squadron for is first referenced in empire strikes back um as the 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 call sign that Luke uses in the battle of Hoth right mm-hmm. he's rogue leader in mm-hmm. that fight mm-hmm. um and then and then it transfers after he leaves in empire to go train to be a jedi that leadership role transfers to wedge and so wedge is rogue leader in return of the jedi um on the 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 battle of uh, Vendor. Right. So, and it's the um, idea that because the first movie was so close to Rogue One, that like the Rogue call sign was, or it was like an homage to that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 retconning that Rogue One did is that yeah. they made Rogue Squadron a, yeah. a tribute to Rogue One, which was which was them, mm-hmm. right? Which was was right, Jin yeah. and Cassian and them, because yeah. that's what that's what um that's what Bodhi calls them. He's like, uh, we're rogue one. Right. So it's, yeah, it is like, cause obviously rogue one happens. And then within like a couple of days, the battle of Yavin happens. And then rogue squadron is formed from the four pilots that survived the battle of Yavin. That's, that's the origin story of rogue one is literally like the, the first death star battle. So everybody else got wiped out, but it's like, it's, it's Luke and wedge are the two X wings. And then, um, and then I think two Y wings also make it out of that. And, uh, and those, those four pilots are the pilots that form the original rogue squadron. And then it's like filled out with other characters by the time that we get to empire. But, um, yeah, I uh, and and then over time, like there were books and stuff like that, and Rogue Squadron was a part of the EU all the way through to like the end of it, um, oh, cool. a, until okay. it was 
was uh, 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 blown up by Disney. So, um, <laughs> blown up. so this is basically them coming back in and, and they're going to, uh, it's it's about a, a a group of new pilots, so it's not about Wedge Antilles. It's not about the characters from from the old Legends canon. Um, it's going to be about a group of new characters. But the thing is that a lot of the characters that people associate with Rogue Squadron, like like the hardcore Rogue Squadron fans, they're not characters from the movies, anyways. They're all like expanded universe characters from the novels. So um, we might see some of those characters get transferred over. Like we've seen, we've seen a lot of this happen since Disney took over where it's like, there are concepts from the old Canon universe that, that get used characters that get used. Thrawn is the best example where it's like Thrawn was never a part of the original trilogy. He doesn't get introduced in the timeline until after return of the Jedi, right in the, in the heir to the empire series. Right. And he, he dies by the end of it. So he's like, he's in that chunk of time and that's it. Um, and then in star Wars rebels, which is the first thing that Disney produced after they bought star Wars, uh, bought Lucasfilm. Thrawn shows up in season three uh, and, and he's like, he ends up actually being the big bad guy for star Wars rebels. So like the, and he's, he is the same character, but his story is completely different. And since then he's got six novels about him. Not all of them have been released yet, but like there are six novels all written by Timothy Zahn who created Thrawn back in the nineties in the air to the empire uh trilogy so i like they've done this a lot where they where they 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 take a character and it's like well he's not in the same time period because technically thrawn is from the time period that the mandalorian is in and they took that character and they put him in the time period of like the of of rogue one and solo right that that pre like before sorry in between three and four um so his story changed completely and then you know he's I don't want to necessarily spoil rebels, but he's lost in the outer yeah. rim, yeah. whatever. Like that's why Ahsoka's looking for, for him. So, um, yeah, I, I expect that they'll do the same thing here, that some of the characters will be named after some of those legends right. characters, but that they might be, they might be inspired by and very similar to, but they like the story is obviously not going to be exactly the same because the sequel trilogy happened and the Yuuzhan Vong never invaded and the galaxy didn't get wiped out in that way. So I, I, but who knows, maybe the Yuuzhan Vong are coming. That might be like, (laughs) it would be ridiculous and awesome if that's, the direction that they're going to go is if like post rise of Skywalker as Ray gets the new Jedi or like whatever her Jedi order ends up being uh, off the ground that the Yuuzhan Vong invade. And I, uh, I, uh, and eventually we get stories with those characters with Ray and Finn. And I, uh, you know, I, uh, if there's a God and, uh, and he's benevolent, Ben Solo comes back to life. I, uh, I, uh, and they have to fight, you know, these uh that would be anti-force so cool. users um with weird tattoos and body modifications um it'd be very cool that is a wild speculation on my part <laughs> that is totally out of line I expect nothing less expect nothing less. Uh, but great. 
but it would be cool if they went in that direction because it, the thing about the Yuuzhan Vong, the great thing about the Vong is that is that they did not require the Sith to return. There was no need for dark Jedi or any of that. Like the Jedi could be the Jedi and they had a threat to fight. They've done a similar thing in the high Republic stuff that's coming out where the Jedi are fighting this adversary called the Nile Mm. Um, and N I H L like nihilism. Right. Right. Um, That are like, we don't really know that much about them yet, but they're, they're kind of outlaws and, uh, and, and the Jedi have to deal with, with the chaos that they're sowing throughout the galaxy. Um, they got to keep the peace. Right. So um, it's cool. Like that is it. Is, this is the key to continuing the stories of star Wars is having threats other than Palpatine. <laughs> right. Um, please, please. Yeah, Cause <laughs> we know how that worked out. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's all of Lucasfilm stuff. There's so many other things to talk about. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about, but let's get into it. I, Walt Disney Studios motion pictures. Uh, Amanda, Hocus Pocus 2 yeah, is happening. It, yeah. I, this Here's will hoping. be a massive disappointment. I There's know, no I mean, way like, that this will be a good movie. Yeah. So everybody just buckle up, get ready. It's not going to go the way that everybody wants it to. Um, but it will exist, and there might be some fun to get from it as long as we understand what it is. Yes. That's yeah, like go into be. it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They are... But, re- but the uh, Sorry, Three Men and a Baby remake from Zac Efron? Yeah, Come they on, are rebooting like... Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. That one. Here for it. Let's like, go. That Let's one, go. like, come on, that'll be fun. I <laughs> uh, uh, new cheaper by the dozen. I uh, uh, with uh, Kenya Barris and Gabriel Union. So the very obvious thing there is that they're they're flipping the script on that, and it's going to be a mixed race family. Um, so uh, uh, sorry, blended like it's. I think the term that they use was blended. So I said just said mixed race, but that's not necessarily accurate i think they said blended which which would mean more so that it's two families coming together um which is not the case with the original cheaper by the dozen stories is that like those were all their kids uh, i right, yeah. but i i yeah so we'll, we'll see what that looks like i love the steve martin uh uh, uh bonnie hunt cheaper yeah, by the dozen the movies the two of them tom welling those, is in those the, and the lizzie mcguire what's her face uh yes. hillary duff She's in them as well. But it's like the stakes are so low that like if you mess this movie up, I'm not going to be mad. But if it's fun, it's fun. Oh, yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. No. So great. A hundred percent. And like this is the thing is that like this is not like when they try and remake Ghostbusters and it's like, okay, you guys have a very high bar because Ghostbusters is a near perfect film. Like it's like like it's so close to perfection that why call it anything other than that? Whereas like Three Men and a Baby is fantastic i love that movie so much and i love three men and a little lady i like these are they're top great quality films. cinema yeah yes. like these are perfect 10 movies uh where they get that stamp of approval from me cheaper by the dozen the first one is also a great film i don't care if they go in a completely different direction with these if they're wildly different whatever yeah. uh i'm excited for them to happen um then the last one, this is this is very cool. Sister Act is getting a third installment. This is a continuation. This is not a reboot. 
Uh, and Whoopi Goldberg is returning. Okay. Produced by Ooh. Tyler Perry. It's going to be good. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. going to put my stamp on that one right now and say Sister Act 3 will be a good movie. That's going to be a good movie. Whoopi would not essentially come out of retirement. She doesn't do a lot these days, right? Like she, like she hosts The View, she right? Be, yeah. She doesn't need to, though. Like she's got yeah. more money than anybody needs. And she's got she's an EGOT, for goodness sake. Like she's whoopee yeah like, we don't even need to say her it. whole name she's whoopee <laughs> i she would not be doing this unless like like tyler perry very clearly has something that he wants to do with this property and said to whoopee goldberg like hey i got an I idea, got an idea. <laughs> and she was like absolutely let's have fun so if they're having fun i think that the rest of us are gonna have fun so I, i'm yeah. excited for that uh Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live action animated film starring John Mulaney and Andy Samberg is a sentence that feels good in my mouth. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's so just great. how <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I, I need to keep doing it because it this is this is fantastic news. Um, it could also be an absolute train wreck, but it doesn't matter. I'll have fun. <laughs> Some of these have to be bad, but you know what? There's yeah. enough There's enough here that I'm like, sure. I'm Some drinking out of a Chippendale Christmas mug right now. My nice. favorite, my favorite Christmas, um, not like Christmas thing to watch every year at Christmas is Pluto's Christmas tree, which is a, a short, you can watch it on Disney plus actually, where that involves Chippendale. It's like a classic Chippendale short cartoon. Uh, where Pluto is mad that they're inside the Christmas tree that Mickey cut down and put in the house, um, and and hijinks ensue. Oh, I love I, Chippendale yeah. so much. Rescue Rangers is that. like formative. Um, yeah, it would be on the CBC every year back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I totally when, remember like that. at Christmas yeah, yeah. time. So it's just like it's just a Christmas tradition for me. We've watched it like ten times. <laughs> me and the girls because like, they love is it. Is it too. on Disney Plus right now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, I have totally I even have like it. the little I have a Christmas ornament that is. Um, Dale with the the he, he he goes and he stands next to the candles, the Santa Claus candles, and he pulls the beard and hat off of it and puts it on himself to like try and pretend to be one of the candles. And then Mickey comes over oh, and lights yeah. it. Yeah. And then Chip has yeah. to run over and he gets the little thing to put out the candle. I have yeah. an ornament that is Dale with the with the lit <laughs> candle, like with the lit wick on his head, nice. and Chip like put, about to put it out. Oh. Um, because I love that animated short so much. So, and then Rescue Rangers is just more awesome with those characters. So, uh, uh, Seth Rogen is apparently also involved in this in some way. Because why wouldn't he be? I, I guess I don't know. Um, John Mulaney did just check himself into rehab like today, oh, I think, or over the weekend. I so, I uh, hopefully that's not going to affect anything on this, and hopefully he uh, I, has a has a. Uh, hopefully it's a short stay at rehab and, and, and he gets, he gets uh, whatever he needs to get back in order. He's had substance abuse problems for like, like he's been dealing with uh, substance issues for a long time. So um, I, yeah, but I, I certainly not the news that Disney wanted right after they announced this, but John Mulaney's still a wholesome guy, even though he, uh, he yeah. has a cocaine problem. Um, yeah. uh, it doesn't matter. I uh, it's, it's that hey. judging by the content of his character, not by not by his uh, 
his his rehab is a good step right that's you that's you doing something hey did we know that the little mermaid was going to be live action yes yeah this was announced forever ago how do you make scuttle into a live action character uh poorly so i just pinocchio peter pan and wendy uh the little mermaid uh these are all gonna be these are all gonna be bad um (gasps) disenchanted Disenchanted is going to be fantastic. Amy Adams sequel? Oh, come on. Um, Great. It's sequel to Enchanted. Do we need to talk about all of these? I don't think we do. They're making a Night at the Museum series, which is interesting. Uh, Jungle Cruise is going to be released on on Disney+, Plus, which is cool. Um, And then Cruella uh, uh, is, is the Emma Stone um 101 dalmatians prequel about oh. the, the origin story of cruella de vil that's so uh, cool i didn't know about that yeah it could be that that one could be good because i like that they're going a different direction with it mm-hmm. um and then they are doing a prequel to the lion king actually i think they're doing two prequels to the lion king um which is also a bad idea but whatever and um, something called F- flora and ulysses i don't see like, that on mine it's it's called A Cynical Young Comic Book Fan and Her Superpowered Squirrel Sidekick Team Up in Flora and Ulysses, an original movie streaming February 19th. So it uh, looks like a, it looks like really young content. Oh, I, I might not be there yet. I, I, oh, maybe. Sorry. This is under the Disney film section. I think I'm on a different article than you, but yeah, it's you covering the are. same amount of things. <laughs> um, we already talked about Ryan the Last Dragon. So they, they announced that that was coming out in March. I think we talked about that a few weeks ago when they announced this and we yeah. said, there's no way that that's going to work. Um, it's either going to get pushed or they're going to do premier access. They are doing premier access. So that's exciting, but hopefully if we're lucky, some of us by March might be able to go into a movie theater. <laughs> hopefully. I, yeah. I, those of us who, who might but be this, able to this, get some Like Kelly Marie Tran and Aquafina man. I'm here for that. Yeah. That's so exciting. Uh, it looks fantastic. It looks awesome, yeah. but we've talked about that before. We don't need to get into it. Yeah. And Canto is a new one that they announced, um, which it, which looks really cool. Um, I think Encanto? it's Canto and Canto. Yeah. It's, I think oh. it's, yeah, it's Columbia. So oh, it's right, a new, yeah. it's a new Disney like sort of fairy tale. Um, uh, where a magical family live in a magical home. Uh, and it's, it's, so it's based off of Colombian, uh, uh, cool. like, like sort of uh, fairy tale. Man, Lynn manuel Miranda is officially the like, he's doing the Disney. music for almost all of this. <laughs> yeah. If it's not Alan Menken, then it is Lynn manuel Miranda. But I, I, can I talk about, I want to talk about the, the combination that they're, they're going to work with, um, the African entertainment company, company kugali to create the sci-fi series Iwaju. Yeah. can I we guess? can we can we go through on the list that i've got though can we, oh sure because I mean, you're sorry. jumping all okay. over the place and then we're gonna end up missing something so <laughs> okay um you got the 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 short the, so they're doing a bunch of like these animated series some of them are are shorts um and others are actual like full-on series so baymax and zootopia plus are going to be like little short presentation things. But then Tiana and Moana, the series are going to be like actual series. Um, so Tiana is about Tiana from princess and the frog. Um, and then Moana obviously is about Moana. I, uh, but I, uh, and then I, uh, yeah, Iwaju is the thing that you were, that you were talking about. Yeah. 
Um, I'm in the same vein. I'm talking about Disney. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Stuff. But I just don't want to miss stuff. <laughs> um, I, but yeah, I, yeah, very cool. But we don't know anything about any of this stuff. Like that's kind of the problem is that they announced a lot of stuff and they did this for a very, very clear reason. It wasn't for us. It was absolutely for investors. It, it is oh, Disney yeah. investment. To show that day. there's like stuff that's coming. Their stock hit an all time high the next day. Yeah. Like the like the highest is that so Disney has like taken a massive dive in the stock market this year for very obvious reasons. They've had all of their parks closed forever. Um right. not all of their parks, because I guess Florida's been open and then I think Shanghai is open as well. Maybe Hong Kong. But uh I I think one of the parks in Japan is open, but not both of them. I but Disneyland itself has been closed since March and uh, it's a real big issue for them. <laughs> They're losing a lot of money. Um, so the whole point of announcing all of this stuff was just for the stock price to go through the roof, which it literally did. I, I, so they announced a lot of stuff that is in very early development. Don't count on every single one of these things happening. I'll, I just want to like put that in everybody's mind. Especially when we get into this Marvel stuff, if we look at what has been announced in the past from Marvel and what has actually come out, there are a lot of projects that were announced and have never seen the light of day other than the announcement. So um, just keep that in mind when we go through all of this stuff. I We're now into Pixar stuff. Um, I, Turning Red is this new one that they've got, which is about a girl who turns into a giant red panda. They, they likened it to the Hulk. <laughs> the The interesting part about that is that it's it's from the Bow director Domi Shi. Yeah, um, but it looks cool. I mean, it looks cute. It's a it looks it'll be a Pixar movie. So in the first ten minutes, they'll really bum us out. Someone <laughs> will die, or they'll move away, or the whole planet will be destroyed. Um, you know, just regular wholesome Pixar stuff. I. Uh, Win or Lose is their first series. It's a long-form animated series, which is cool uh, that, that Pixar is branching out into this because that means that they're going to have to figure out a way to bum us out uh, every episode instead of just uh, instead of just in, in over the course of two hours. So um, that's a new challenge for Pixar. I'm excited that they're taking that challenge on. I. Uh, a movie that will not bum anybody out ever at any point in time will be Lightyear, which this one, again, like Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Lightyear is the definitive origin story of the hero that inspired the toy Buzz Lightyear. Chris Evans will voice the hero on his journey to becoming the most famous space ranger ever. Chris Evans is Buzz Lightyear, not the toy Buzz Lightyear, the real Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, and that which I think is cool. This is the next day I was on Twitter. Obviously, I'm on Twitter all the time. But the next day I was on Twitter and somebody tweeted uh, Lightyear, who at like a movie that no one asked for. And I was like excuse you but i've been asking for this movie since 1995 so uh yeah and especially since buzz uh, sorry uh, uh toy story 2 
which opens with the Buzz Lightyear video game sequence that has like all the Star Wars references in it. And I I like down to the like the Zerg being like, no, I am your father. I yeah, I this is this is the first Pixar movie that I have been excited about since Toy Story 3. I because I, everything since Toy Story 3 has just been like sequels we didn't ask for or like more Cars movies, right? Um, or uh, or or really uh, uh, depressing movies like Up and uh, and and Wall-E that are like, hey, look at these two characters that found each other in this incredibly bleak and horrible world that just chews people up and spits them out. Um, yeah, it's great. The only thing we have is each other because everything else is going to hell. That's Pixar's overall message. I don't Basically. know how they can do that with Buzz Lightyear. But I, they'll pro- they can probably find a way. But uh, I'm really hoping that to. this one's. I'm really hoping this is just a straight action because because <laughs> the other thing is that like Lasseter is not part of Pixar anymore. So, um, uh, like John Lasseter. So, I that they may be going in a completely different direction from what they've done in the past. I think that the way that I talk about Pixar is also um, a trap that they've fallen into, and I think that they're aware of it, and they're going to start they're going to start moving out of it. Um, Not just doing the same stuff because the last few Pixar movies have not necessarily done what they had hoped they would do. Um, I like toy story definitely made a lot of money, but it was not really, it wasn't particularly well received critically. I can't even remember what the last Pixar movie was. That's how Uh, onward was, was the last Pixar movie. And the reason why you don't really remember Mm -hmm. that is because of the pandemic. So that, that, that one's kind of got an asterisk next to it, but here's the thing about onward wasn't going to do particularly well anyways, because it's not a great. I started watching it and it's, yeah, it's not the, it's it's not not the best. Mm -hmm. Um, They've, they honestly like they, they've gone to the well too many times and it's dry now. Like, like they, they, they keep trying to do the same thing. Um, and like, it's an admirable goal, which is to make, uh, uh, animated films that appeal to both children and adults that have heart and a moral center. I, I don't fault them for that. The fault that I have is that sometime around toy story three, it stopped being about telling stories with that sort of motivation. And it became about churning out that formula over and over and over again. And they got really, really good at it. And, and uh, up and Wally are expertly crafted to do that, but it's almost a little bit too good. Like they, they, they got so good at it that it became kind of mechanical in my opinion. And then, like down the road, like there, they had other movies that that had problems in production, like Brave. And uh, they've just—I don't think that they've really put anything great out since Toy Story three, in my opinion. Everything has kind of either been, um, I, on the surface, really good, but like sort of like, like like people will always fight me on this and be like, "No, Up and Wally are great movies." And it's like, yeah, do you want to watch one of them right now? Because nobody does like very few people, very few people would log into Disney plus and look at all of the movies that they have to watch (laughs) and go, I'm going to sit through Wally. 
Yeah. I'm definitely like Wally is a movie that you watch once and you're like, that was really good. I never need to watch that movie again because it's like, it's two hours of characters not talking. Like it's a, it's an art film and like, that's cool. It's great, but it's definitely not like, it's not toy story. Right. Like, which like toy story, like you can watch those first three movies over and over again. Toy story four is a, is an absolute nightmare in my opinion. Um, and I mean that in a very literal sense, like they, they take the scene with Sid's room and they like crank that up to 11 in toy story four. And like with talking ventriloquist dolls and it's just like Kara left that movie and she was, and she doesn't want to watch the other toy story movies because that's the first one that she saw. And she's like, I don't like toy story. It's scary. Yeah. And I'm like, I look, Hey, you're right. Like, like, and that, so to me, it's like, that's where Toy Story 4 is the one that definitely points to me. Like they lost it. Like they, they completely lost the thread because Toy Story 4 is not for children. Could find me a kid who likes Toy Story 4. Right. Like, I, like that doesn't already have an attachment to Buzz Lightyear and Woody. Right. From other stuff. Yeah. Like, like a kid who was introduced to it with Toy Story 4 is going to be like, no, I don't like this. Um, they absolutely made that movie for the adults that were kids in 1995 and don't do that. Just never do that. Don't change your property. Just make a new entry in your property. Like that's yeah. Anyways, Lightyear, I'm ho- I have high hopes for, I'm also like, I'm cautiously optimistic for it. Um, they're also working on series about uh, so there's a cars series that they're doing uh Doug Days which is the dog from up uh <laughs> i like i don't think that anybody cares Pixar Popcorn which i think is a series of shorts inside Pixar which will be like the the Disney Gallery series i think um for the Mandalorian where it's just like a behind the scenes sort of thing um and then they've got Soul coming out on Christmas Day uh, which is just on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. It's not premier access. It's just a- available to everybody. Um, and a new short, Burrow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Wait, I, did you talk about Luca already? No, I didn't. Sorry, I think I skipped over that. Yeah. Uh, Luca, yeah. Uh, uh, Luca is a celebration of the friendship between a boy named Luca and his best friend, Alberto, during their unforgettable summer. Uh, and, you know, you don't want to miss it. That coming soon, though. But it's diving soon. into like, theaters the... June 2021. Yeah, one of them is definitely going to die, probably by drowning, because um, diving. Oh it's an unforgettable summer. Diving into theaters, mm. one of them's definitely going to get like washed out to sea or something. I uh, look look forward to Pixar really making you feel happy about that. Um, <laughs> I t- I am just trying to set people up with low expectations for Pixar so that they can all tell me that I'm wrong. Um, but I will fight anybody who says that Incredibles 2 is a good movie and especially if you say that it's better than Incredibles because Incredibles 2 is an awful film with a very misogynistic story at the heart of it mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's it's incredibly sexist and it's very harmful but uh, for a movie that came out in the time that it did um, but we've talked about that in the past now we're on to Marvel and then I think once we're done once we do Marvel we're done uh, so Marvel uh, announced about 10,000 new things. Um, and like I said before, I wouldn't get your hopes up on seeing every single one of these things. 
<laughs> I don't know that all of this is going to happen uh, in the way that they talked about it in this investor call because we've been burned by this in the past. Um, but some of this stuff is the same as what they had previously. A, lo- a like, lot of like, this is the like... same. A bunch of this is the same. But then they announced a bunch of stuff that is like really, really far out, like Armor Wars and Secret Invasion. Um, and uh, like, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with this stuff. So Secret Invasion isn't, I don't think Secret Invasion is will actually be a movie. I think that's, this is one of the things is that like, I don't think Armor Wars will be a movie and I don't think Secret Invasion will be a movie. I think that these will be like, like, um, almost like, like phases within the phase sort of thing. But they're sort of calling them series, aren't they? They're not even saying that they're necessarily movies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's weird because some of this stuff is, some of these are movies and some of these are series and they weren't really clear on all of them necessarily so the stuff that we already knew about was blade doctor strange 2 eternals uh hawkeye loki shang chi uh thor love and thunder falcon and winter soldier uh what if um and is there anything else uh oh i guess black widow which which still hasn't come out but will come out yeah um the new stuff that they that they announced there's a lot of this stuff that has kind of been announced, but not really like talked about. So obviously we also know about WandaVision, which we're going to get next month. So uh, uh, finally, yeah, we're getting something MCU. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> and it looks really good though. If we're going to start with something like I'm happy for it to be yeah. WandaVision. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I think, I think it, it'll, it'll work out for the best. Um, and then, and then uh, Falcon and winter soldier is really close. Uh, and then we got our first look at Loki, which uh it looks like it's a very very comic book story and everybody's everybody's um instincts were right on this one like it's it's loki gets the tesseract he and but i don't think that i don't think that a lot of people had the tva as part of the the i i the 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 plot there so it's basically (laughs) they're basically like the time bureau from uh from from dc where it's like and and uh, Loki's going to be working for them and basically being sent throughout time to to uh, I think fix stuff, but he will be messing with stuff. Um, so it, it it looks fun. It looks like it's going to be really great. Um, the surprises. That, that one, sorry, sorry, but that one's com- that one's coming out relatively soon though too, right? Loki, I think, is like meant to be next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so either that like or it's this... early twenty twenty two. Yeah, I. So, like I said, they announced Secret Invasion, which is uh, a series starring Samuel L. Jackson and um, and Ben Mendelsohn uh, as Fury and uh, uh, oh, what's it, uh, Talos, the Skrull. So, Secret Invasion is a story from the comics from about I don't know, it's like within the last ten years, uh, mm-hmm. where it turned out that for like the last couple decades, the Skrulls have been slowly replacing people <laughs> uh, all <laughs> over the Earth. And uh, including some of our superheroes, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're when they're ready for their invasion, they do their thing. So, Secret Invasion is what the post-credit scene of Captain Marvel was setting up with with Sword, which is the space station uh, that Fury is on at the end of the movie. Um, sorry, not at the end of Captain Marvel, at the end of Spider Man. Oh right, uh, uh, right. I was gonna home. say he's on a yeah, he's on a yeah. ship, right? I I. 
yeah so i yeah we'll i i don't know like like we'll see we'll see when this happens and 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 sort of how it ties into everything but um secret invasion is huge like that's a very big story and if they're going to make it a a series it's i don't know i i think the biggest thing with marvel is that we have to see how wandavision works before we'll have an idea of how this other stuff is going to work because the next thing in their list is iron heart and then armor wars Ironheart. So Ironheart is about a, a character. Uh, uh, Riri. Shoot, what's her last? I can't remember her last name right now. I haven't. I haven't read Ironheart yet because I've been waiting for to to pick up. Trade. It's a comic have, book, though. Yeah, it's yeah. So she's a character. When right before Tony Stark died in the comics, very recently, um, mm-hmm. they introduced this character. I think it's Riri Williams. Um, it is, yeah. And she is. Uh, she is the next Tony Stark. I, I, she's part of like a, they, they, they set up Ironheart in, um, in Civil War, uh, in Civil War when Tony is talking about the, the, uh, uh, whatever, what was the foundation that he sets up? Oh, in honor of his mom. Uh, whatever it's, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, whatever. Oh, and the thing that, that he like, yeah, he is talking about or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, all of your stuff just got funded, right? Like to to the crowded MIT. It's like everything just got funded. So, uh, I guarantee you that, that Riri will be a recipient of this. This is pointing towards something that I said out loud in the hopes that somehow it would manifest, but with the, with the thought that there is no way they're going to do this. There is no way they could possibly <laughs> ever do this. And that was walking out of Endgame. I think very either in the theater or like on the ride home with crystal, I was like, so with, with Tony dead and, and with, I, I, the characters that they've set up. So the ones that we have right now is war machine. We've got rescue, which is pepper, right? We have, uh, uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He has one of the suits. He's got the iron spider suit, which it counts as an iron man suit. Um, cause it was built by iron man. It is a iron is in the name. Uh, we've got Harley, the kid from iron man three, who was included in the funeral in Endgame, there's a reason they did that. That wasn't just like a oh neat. That there's a reason why Harley was in that scene, and it was to like, it was basically Kevin Feige telling everybody we haven't forgot that this character exists. Um, <clears throat> September Foundation, that's what it was. So they they, they established the September Foundation, oh. which set which to me was like we will get Ironheart eventually, and. At some point, I, I, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, his daughter, uh, is going Morgan. to, Morgan is going to put on a suit that there's, right. there's no way that that doesn't happen and that she doesn't join young Avengers. We'll get to young Avengers in a second, but armor <laughs> wars is definitely going to involve no less than half of the characters that I just mentioned. So it'll, <laughs> it, it's definitely going to have Ironheart and, war machine there's no way that that doesn't happen i 
there's a possibility that Spider-Man could play a role. I don't think he will because the deal with Sony is kind of tenuous at the moment, <laughs> but, but who knows? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, like maybe I, um, I, I do think that Harley will be making a return. I, uh, I, uh, in armor wars. I, I, I think that, that they, they cool. included him for that. Um, and I, I think that one of the things there is that he is going to be, uh, uh, one of the ones to try and like, kind of take up the mantle of Iron Man. Um, because if you remember, he was also a little kid genius building stuff in his, in his garage in, um, Tennessee. I can't remember where they were. I, I, but anyways, I, uh, middle America. Right. So, uh, I, 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 I'm very excited to see what this is because obviously I'm I'm an Iron Man fan, so this is kind of the legacy of Tony Stark. Um, but uh, the other the other thing that this points to is that Justin Hammer is absolutely coming back. <laughs> if someone other than Justin Hammer is the villain in this story, I will I will be very disappointed. I will eat my hat all of the things that I say about when I make bold proclamations about there's no way that you don't bring back Sam Rockwell. If you have the opportunity to bring back Sam Rockwell, but he right? was in which version was he? He's the bad he's guy the in Iron Man two. In Iron Man two. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that's why I just, it hasn't been on my Marvel rewatch yet. this year. <laughs> um, the, the last time that we saw him chronologically was in hail to the King, which was, uh on which blu-ray was that on civil war i think i think that's on the civil war blu-ray so that's one of the last one shots that they did which were like the little short films that they would do with the blu-ray releases and hail to the king is about the mandarin uh but the mandarin that's not the mandarin right right yeah and it's about the mandarin that's not the mandarin finding out that there actually is a mandarin (laughs) and sam rockwell as justin hammer is in that he's he's right. he's, okay. he's in that short um and we're gonna get the fulfillment of that thread from hail to the king in shang chi because it's shang chi and oh, the ten yeah. rings he's yeah, gonna yeah. fight the mandarin that's what that story is about so um yeah it's, everything's connected i scrolling down i on this i wandavision winter soldier and loki like i said we already know so much about this uh what if they give us our first look at which is really cool um i cg animated series uh, yeah i saw that that trailer was cool yeah uh, something different right we had a lot of this information already which is that like we would get the the what if um man i'm doing terrible with names because it's almost 11 o'clock i (laughs) i uh, peggy carter got the super soldier serum instead of steve rogers so she becomes captain america i uh, there's another one that's what if T'Challa was taken by the 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 Ravagers instead of Peter Quill. So oh yeah, that was Star-Lord. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's yeah. a there's a uh, Marvel Zombies uh, story that they're gonna do. Like they they they're gonna they're just gonna have some fun with alternate timelines and yeah, what if stories? Miss um, Marvel was announced last year, I think. But we got the actual sizzle um, for this. Yeah. But we got the sizzle, and and uh, we got the official confirmation that uh, I, um, oh shoot, I they hate that they they don't they don't have all of the information in this article. It's really annoying. Um, I don't know her name off the top of my head, but the that they cast uh, uh, 
Kamala, um, right. the Miss Marvel. They also announced that Miss Marvel Kamala would be appearing in Captain Marvel two, um, and that it, and and that it'll tie together. So uh, that's awesome. That also says to me like Brie Larson will be in Miss Marvel at some point. That's okay. Um, Iman Vanelli. Yeah, thank v- you. V- Villani. Villani. Uh, they also confirmed that <gasps> Haley Seinfeld. She's is... Canadian. Sorry, oh, every she? time I see I... that, yeah, they've, cool. they've 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 cast a Canadian actress. How cool. Um, Hawkeye. They they confirmed that Haley Steinfeld is joining Jeremy Renner as uh, as. Um... Oh yeah. I'm doing terrible at this tonight. The hawk. The hawk. Something. The. Like, well, she she becomes Kim Hawkeye. Something? She's uh, right. uh, Kate Bishop. Man, right. I do know this stuff. I have. I'm sorry, read I can't tell you. I can't. No, it's okay. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's just it's really it's doing really bad things for my cred. I, <laughs> I and they also they also I I think this is the first time. There's a lot of this stuff that was like reported, but it was reported by like Deadline and Variety right. and stuff, but not actually announced by Disney. Uh, and I think that uh, She Hulk with Tatiana Maslany in the title role is uh, it was announced for the first time. And they also announced that Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth will also be in it. Mark Ooh, Ruffalo, whoop. obviously being the, the Bruce Banner that we have come to love since Avengers, mm-hmm. but Tim Roth being from the incredible Hulk, uh, he's abomination. Oh. So that's a big deal. That's a very big deal that uh, uh, this is the first character from, uh, directly from that other than uh, uh, General Thunderbolt who uh, uh, Thunderbolt Ross right and it's supposed to, to be leap. like the, the idea though in the lore is that he is that Hulk right like the Incredible Hulk is part of the Marvel Universe they just recast that they Hulk, just recast right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that story is timeline. that story yeah. is canon it's MC. canon yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah and we've just never we've just never gone no back to his story so the yeah. reason why is because marvel and disney still don't have the rights to make hulk movies but oh, the right. hulk they have the rights to the character but they can't make hulk movies so they can't make a movie that is about bruce banner so they can't they basically can't tell a story about betsy ross that's and that's why betsy ross has never come back um mm. It, it's not that like everybody hates Liv Tyler. So, you know, we're just not going to go. It's, no, they, they literally like cannot tell those stories. They can't tell stories about characters that are just Hulk characters. And, right. but because the Hulk is one of the founding members of the Avengers, there's like a loophole that they're allowed to use the Hulk and stuff. And because right. Thunderbolt Ross has been a main character in other stuff and has had like his own series. Basically they were allowed to use him. So it's like mm-hmm. there are characters that because they like cross boundaries, they're like, well, we can use this character because it's not the Hulk version. It's the, this version. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, because the deal with universal is weird. It's not as tight as the Sony or Fox ones were, where it right. was very like, you can't touch these. Right. Like Sony and Fox had better lawyers, basically. And Universal was like, whatever, it's the Hulk. Nobody cares. I nobody's ever gonna want to make these movies other than us. I this is it's this is not gonna be the most successful franchise on the planet, dwarfing mm-hmm. Star Wars. I no, that that'll never happen. Um the exciting thing about this is that She-Hulk will definitely be a comedic series. So we're gonna get to see more of of uh Mark Ruffalo doing the the Thor Ragnarok 
Hulk, right? Version, like, which is so fun. Yeah, it'll be yeah. much more of that than the than the the Avengers and Age of Ultron Hulk. So, um, and I, I because of the timeline, he'll be he'll be smart Hulk, right? Like he'll, he'll just oh, be right, a yeah. big green guy, and and that's cool because She Hulk. Um, that's one of the things is that like She Hulk, like she is literally his cousin in the comics, uh, and I'm sure that they'll continue mm-hmm. that in this story. Um, she becomes the She-Hulk and I, I, she doesn't have to change back. Like she, she can, she can do it at will. It's not like activated by anger and it's, she's not out of control. So, um, she's a lawyer. This will be a legal show. This will be a lawyer (laughs) show. Uh, and she will be a seven foot tall green lawyer. And awesome. that's awesome. It's going to be great. I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to She-Hulk. I think that they're going to have a lot of fun with that. I, they confirmed Moon Knight, which was one of those things that was kind of shadow announced and not really announced, but they confirmed it. They have not confirmed Oscar Isaac as the lead character yet, but that mm-hmm. was kind of leaked already. My guess is that they're just saving that for another investor's call or because um, they got to save something for three months down the road. Yeah. Um, otherwise they won't get to see those stock bumps. I, I, or they just haven't figured out scheduling and therefore have not inked the deal yet with Oscar Isaac, but that they are, that is happening. Um, guardians of the galaxy holiday special directed yeah. by James Gunn. So this is like literally in the vein of the original star Wars holiday special. That is his inspiration. He's apparently had this idea since before Guardians Volume 2. And now they're finally letting him make it. I think that this might have been part of his deal to come back. I think that he (laughs) might have said, I, yeah, but you guys are going to let me make this, this thing that I really want to make. I, uh, and, and then I'll, I'll like, we'll let bygones be bygones and I'll come (laughs) back and I'll stop making movies for DC. I, (laughs) because Suicide Squad looks awesome. Um, and then I am Groot, which is a bunch of shorts. I don't think I need to explain what that is. Uh, they uh, they announced two new feature films: Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, uh, which Just the sounds the bad guy is going to be Kang the Conqueror. Uh, Kang is yeah. a time travel bad guy. He's from right the distant future. Um, I yeah, so I that's cool that he's going to be the bad guy in this. I think I'm I'm curious if he's going to be the bad guy or if he's going to be introduced in it in the same way that Thanos was introduced in Avengers because um cuz Kang is Thanos level like he's he's Interesting. he is one of the okay. Avengers like number 1 uh it's like yeah it's like uh Ultron would be I think number 1 is like their 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 number 1 villain um because they created him I uh, and then it would be like probably Doctor Doom, and then, uh, and then Thanos and Kang would be like in the same sentence, sort of thing. Um, so he's being introduced. He's been cast. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's the lead actor from uh, from Lovecraft Country. Um, oh yeah, which nice. is cool because he's really great in Lovecraft Country. So I uh, uh, excited about that. And then they finally announced Fantastic Four. But they still haven't said anything about the X Men. So best, 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 worst kept secret in the universe. Yeah. Um, 
but the 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 overall thing to take away from this marvel stuff is that multiverse is going to be a word that everybody is going to be very familiar with by the end of this because they also they they talked about the fact that wandavision ties into doctor strange which ties into spider-man 3 Oh, um, okay. which they didn't talk about Spider-Man because that's a that's the 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 Sony thing and I think that maybe Sony is going to announce that themselves that they'll do their own thing when they want to talk about that but at the same time that all of this stuff was happening for like it basically in the lead up to and the fall from Disney Investor Day we learned a lot about a bunch of characters that are showing up in this next Spider-Man movie the next Tom Holland Spider-Man um, and it's like basically everybody from all of the old Spider-Man movies. So they're doing live action Spider-Verse uh, in some way. Um, it'll be really interesting to see if they actually tie Spider like the next Spider-Man MCU movie into Spider-Verse 2. Because Into the Spider-Verse 2 is so coming cool. in 2022. Uh, and But we're getting we're getting the next Spider-Man movie next. I think it's next December. Um, so yeah, I think that, I think that it, like one might actually lead into the other and that it might all connect to, or like we know that it all connects into Dr. Strange. Um, right. I have to, I don't have the timeline in front of me cause I'd have to look at it to see where Spider-Man is in relation to, um mcu spider-man 3 release date december 17th 2021 and then let's look at dr strange 2 release date is march 24th 2022 now this is i i wrong (laughs) this is like not (laughs) the way that it was supposed to happen um i Doctor Strange was supposed to come out in May of 2021. Um, it was supposed to like we were supposed to be a lot further down the road than we are. Um, but yeah, we're getting Black Widow and then Shang Chi and then I think Eternals uh, and then Spider Man. Um, so it's all it's all a little bit discombobulated. But I but they but WandaVision, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man are all going to be connected in some way. Um. And I think that by the end of the multiverse stuff, when Doctor Strange fixes everything, um, there's no reason why you would set this up with Wanda if you weren't using her to bring mutants into the MCU. That's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the comics, she's the one who removes mutants from the world, right? Like she like the no more mutants thing is is a very well known uh, uh, piece of comics lore. So um, Mm. I I firmly believe that by the end of Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, uh, we are going to be living in an MCU world with mutants. uh, And that's. The I think that the post credit scene of Doctor Strange will be the X Men, that that and they just oh. want to save that like they're just not going to tell us about it until after that happens, um, and that you know like we'd be very close to that now if not for 
uh, the pandemic, but, but it is what it is. All so the I think that they're about a year behind on X-Men. Um, I, so, and I think that's why they gave us fantastic four now um, right. is to just be like, we are doing stuff with these things that we just got <laughs> back. Like, yeah. like, like, don't worry. There will be X-Men movies. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's ESPN stuff and nobody cares about ESPN. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, there are certain people, but yes, I agree. Uh, you know what? There's probably yeah. 5% of our audience that actually cares about ESPN, but they don't care about what we have to say about ESPN. <laughs> I know that That's for fair. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's it. We just went through the whole this thing. Is, that's everything This is the big announced. question for you now, yeah. though. Which thing are you most excited about? Rogue Squadron. Easy. Oh, okay. That's not even like I don't even no. have to think about it. All right. Well, it, there you go. It's definitely Rogue Squadron directed by Patty Jenkins. But if you want to, if you want to ask me to go through like each one of the things I, for Star Wars, it's Rogue Squadron. For um, for Disney, it's it's Raya, which is exciting because that's like the next thing that happens. Um, right, but I yeah. am really excited for Raya and the Last Dragon. I think that's going to be really cool. Nice. Um, for Pixar, it is obviously Buzz Lightyear. I. Uh, uh, and then for oh, yeah. Marvel, Marvel is tough, uh, but I think uh, I think it's still Shang-Chi. And then after Shang-Chi, it'll be Spider-Man. And yeah, then Shang-Chi's once, mine too for Marvel. Yeah, once Spider-Man happens, it'll be Doctor Strange. Uh, so th- that's sort of like my stack rank of that. Um, nice. Everything else, everything else that they announced is also going to be awesome. And I'm very <laughs> excited for. But those are the things that I'm like... If I could, if I could snap my fingers and have three things right now, it would be Shang Chi, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man. Nice. Um, which, like Shang Chi, very obviously uh, takes the place of whatever the next Iron Man story was going to be. So, <laughs> but right. uh, I think that that's like I think they're kind of setting him up to to um, this next phase. One of the reasons why they like they obviously they were going to start with black widow which they still are but like black widow and then do supposed to be eternals next and then shang chi but um was it yeah is that right that's right i but uh shang chi i think is 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 meant to be the thing like to do for them what iron man did in 2008 of like here's a character that nobody cares about that nobody really knows anything about that doesn't really have a great rogues gallery, but that will be a great character, like like a classic, right. instant classic film character. And uh, Simu Liu being the the actor portraying it, it's like, we know because we have been watching Kim's Convenience in Canada, and I think that like other people are starting to catch on to this, mm-hmm. but the, the whole world is going to know who Simu is by the time oh, yeah. Shang-Chi happens. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And he is going to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. There's no doubt in my mind. He actually posted a thing on Twitter today. Actually, I think on all of his social media today of a little like short film that he made with some friends. Uh, that is like, it's not even a short film. It's literally just some martial arts choreography. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, it's awesome. It's incredible. Uh, and it's him. Like he's doing the martial arts. And uh, I, it's very, very, very promising for what we're going to get from <laughs> Shang-Chi. 
which I think was the whole point. Like, I think that's like, I think that he made it with his friends just for fun, but that like releasing it to on, on social media was very much like, Hey, Shang-Chi is coming guys. <laughs> like this is a thing that's happening and, uh, and it's going to be legit. Like this is going to be an actual Kung Fu movie in the MCU. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm very excited about it. Um, yes. Me so for you, what what is it for you? So go go through Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, Marvel. Well, I mean, I'm excited for the Obi Wan series because it's Ewan McGregor and and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, like that. It just sounds <laughs> super fun. Um, but I mean, like I think it's just because I don't know enough. Like if I if I knew enough about Ahsoka, I think I'd be really excited about that series as well. Mm-hmm. And and or because of but but I do think it's the it's the Obi Wan series. Mostly, I just don't know enough about Rogue like the Rogue Squadron. But I'm yeah. excited for Patty Jenkins, so that's cool. Um, I should finish the book Children of Blood and Bone. I'm like halfway through it. <laughs> um, I didn't know about the Cruella series or um movie yeah. movie, and that sounds fun as well um for there but but it's yeah i think it's up your alley because it's basically like a disney devil wears product right like yeah like it just seems it just seems kind of kind of fun and cute um but i also found out about disenchanted from reading this thing too so i'm kind (laughs) of like well maybe disenchanted so so one of the one of those two um and then it all of the animation stuff looks good i mean raya is coming so soon but i actually think some of the like other random series. I mean, it was the first time that it it watched you that I like it's I just think it's interesting when they partner with with studios that are like not focused on North American content. Yeah. I think it's something like it's a it's like Lagos or something that it's like yeah. that's the that's the place that they're gonna be featured in that. And I just think that that's really cool to explore different sort of animation styles and um I just think there's such an awesome world. But my favorite sort of I don't know if it's my favorite Disney movie, but it's like high up there is um uh so i'm excited for the baymax series what did i just fell out of my brain what is the uh big hero six yeah big hero six (laughs) so um i hope that that's not because you sort of like said that it wouldn't be something big but i'm kind of like i'd like it to be like a little series uh no the baymax series is is a series it's like they're shorts and it's basically baymax going around like helping people uh, okay. uh, f- fulfilling his his original purpose that that wow, he was designed for, which people. is to be a a, okay. a a personal health assistant or whatever he says. I wish it was a little bit more because I just I think that the characters from Big Hero Six. Are well, so you know cool that there's, there's a so cartoon, right? No. Yeah. Okay. There's a there's there is a Big Hero <laughs> Six animated series already. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, know. that already <laughs> exists. It's two D. It's not three D, but it's um, okay. it's I. It's gotta be on Disney Plus. I would. I was be really gonna say it should be. Not. Maybe okay. I'll go. I'll go check it out. Yeah. Check, check um, it out. It's a it's a Disney XD series, so it might be. I uh, not all of it will be on on Disney Plus yet. Yeah, Big Hero Six the series is 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 definitely on Disney, on Plus. Disney Plus. All right. And it, they have at least two seasons yeah and i think that there's a third season that's happening right now so nice. um okay yeah, there's, well then there's... i have enough content for myself yeah for you got you got, you got a lot it's good content. too like it's not i'm not i w- i'm not like crazy into it um i've watched a couple episodes but um uh but it's good it's well made 
Right on. Uh-huh. Um, I have a similar um thing with Pixar. I'm kind of like bummed out about all this stuff. I'm excited that Domishi is getting an op- opportunity to direct something big. So Turning Red, I really have high hopes for. I yeah. hope that it's good. But Lightyear is obviously the most exciting thing that's coming out of Pixar. Very excited about that. And then um, I'm actually really excited for Miss Marvel when it comes to the Marvel, like the Marvel Universe stuff um as well like if i have to go because you gave your three for marvel yeah. so it's shang chi and then i think miss marvel and then wandavision yeah yeah you know i i'm i am also very excited for miss marvel <laughs> it's uh yeah it the uh, Mar- and the mcu is just doing a million good things marvel studios is just firing on all cylinders so. everything is doing this what a fun time to be alive <laughs> just like looking at all of this content hey just you all know sorts of fun if you're things. gonna be alive for the end of western culture um yeah. at least it's going out with a bang you know what i mean like yeah, yeah uh, uh yeah because because i i i mean like just check in with american politics every now and then um see how this pandemic has been handled and uh you know, oh, uh, like we're hopeful for the future because at least uh, an adult will be in the White House as of January. But uh, but as of recording this on December 21st at 1115 at night, Trump still hasn't conceded. Mm. He will be the first president in the history of the United States of America to not concede. Mm. So, you know, like. I also what a little toddler. I also like, am not a hundred percent clear on the rules here, but I'm pretty sure he can run again, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we're gonna have to deal with him again in four years, and really three. Yeah. Um. So, or like, if they let him, if they let him run again. Oh man, can they stop him? Like that's the thing. Well, then he has to be nominated by the Republicans. Yeah. And and is that oh, you're you're right because it's such a hallowed process. It's it is sacred <laughs> and uh, and and absolutely not corrupted by anything. Uh, the color green, uh, right. which yeah no I, he could okay absolutely weasel his way back in. I uh, yeah so you know as much as we're out of the woods we're not out of the woods. So at least we've got all these things to look forward to. We barely even talked about blade. I think I mentioned it, uh, but, but like that's still like Mahershala Aliyah's blade is still happening. And Ugh, there's just so many like, things. There are just, there are so many sentences that I got to say <laughs> in this episode that are just, they're just fun to say. I, I <laughs> it just feels good. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I really hope that somewhere along the line, somebody screws up and one of these movies or series is really bad just so that we can release that pressure valve. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's just like, you want everything to be so good. Yeah. But, it's like, yeah. it's like, I think there's a lot of people who like rise of Skywalker was like, was like a hot water tank bursting. Whereas for me, it's like, yeah, I'm pissed off about, uh, rise of skywalker still a year later uh which we are we are a year later uh right now um but i uh, like like almost to the day i but because because rogue one didn't work for me i think like i was able to like just it's not like rogue one was awful rogue one was just not great 
to me. Right. So we were able to just like, just like just a little, little bit of that pressure out. So when rise of Skywalker was a massive disappointment, uh, it was like, it didn't destroy me. Like it has right. a lot of my friends that I talked to online about star Wars where they're like, they're upset about things that have happened in the Mandalorian this season because of trauma from rise of Skywalker, because they liked rope one and solo. So right. like they weren't prepared to not like a star war, uh, right. especially going into the third and like coming off of the high of last Jedi. Right. Um, yes. And we're currently coming off of the high of Endgame, And it's like, it's a high, high, even like we're a year and a half later. Right. And by the time that we get um, Black Widow, it'll be two years since Endgame. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we've got a we've got a whole calendar year with no MCU. Like, huh? Think about that. <laughs> it was we ten years. <laughs> wow. It was yeah. ten years of like not ten years straight because there was Iron Man and there was uh, Iron Man and Hulk came out within a couple months of each other. And then there was a gap. There was like a two year gap before Iron Man two. And then I think it was like almost a year until uh, Thor and, and cap. And then Avengers was the following year. Like it took them a while to get to the cadence of like, here's three movies every year, but then they yeah. got there. <laughs> Whereas like, here's three yeah. movies every year. Oh, and also Spider-Man, which we don't count. <laughs> right. Like, cause it's a Sony thing. So it's not like, it's, yes, it's MCU, but we don't count it as one of our releases. So um yeah like we we've we got into that into that rhythm of like here's like every few months here's an mcu movie and then cap off the year with a star war for five years and i i and then all of a sudden nothing the taps are dry (laughs) i yeah it's been a 2020 has sucked for a lot of reasons and this is definitely at the bottom of the list (laughs) but it's there but when you add it to everything else i think speaking personally like i will use my my i statements here this year has been rough there have been a lot of issues uh the Mm -hmm. the existential dread of the end of western civilization i i you know, as, as the pandemic erodes everything that, that's, uh, that's good about what we do here in North America. Uh, and, and then the election on top of that, which was like a very toxic thing, um, dealing with it, dealing with the U S election. Thankfully we got the outcome that, that we needed to get, but if, I mean, like we're still kind of fighting over it, it, which is ridiculous. I, I, uh, people dying in the thousands, uh, in the U S and like basically around the world, right? Like if we, if we consider ourselves as a global community, we're all part of the same thing and it affects everybody. So I, you know, even if you're in a place that's doing better than other places, like that's still that loss of human life is just awful. I, I, I've been on a reduced salary since like, I want to say like May, uh, <laughs> which I know a lot of people have lost jobs. So I'm in a much better situation than that. But like, still it's like, like that sucks. That has sucked yeah. for me. Um, and then like, like, like the one thing that, that should be a release from that, which is a very, like you get everybody listening to this podcast. That's a regular listener knows how important these movies are to me. 
like it's just gone. It's just it just hasn't happened. Thank God for Mandalorian because I don't know what my mental state would be like in December of 2020 without having had Clone Wars back in April, like uh, uh, I guess February really through through say to uh, when was that? I guess March through to May, but whatever. Like like it, we had that Clone Wars was awesome. There were a few good video game releases over the summer, but no movies. <laughs> and then I, I, there have been some cool TV series and stuff that have come out, but but nothing that's really like blown my socks off. But thankfully, thankfully, we've had Mandalorian um, and that season finale. I, so I mean, it makes you realize just like I mean, and this was being talked about at the beginning of the pandemic, like how important it is for like escapism mm-hmm. and art and culture and TV and movies and that we talk into the void every week. Yeah. about nerdy things but it's like it does it makes a huge difference i think to our mental well-being and and like i was saying on the on the like after show or whatever that like some of my best things from this last year were just like ways to connect or or um consume media that yeah. i wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to had it not been a pandemic this year like just whether it was releases coming directly to my house or even just like panels or things that I got to see with like really cool awesome game changers who would never really come to Vancouver but they can do a digital panel for an hour in the morning and it's just there's a few shining lights in the middle of all of this craziness so it's kind of nice to look back on some of that and then look forward to all of the awesome stuff that's coming down the pipe yeah for stuff so yeah so I not to be a bummer on our way out of 2020, but I mean, like, what are we going to be on? It's, I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't want to like look back and be like, and be like, happy new year, happy holidays, everybody. No, like it, like 2020 sucked. <laughs> this was not a good year. Uh, this is our last episode. I mean, like, geez, this is the year that we started doing this podcast as a full-time podcast. Wow. Right. Yeah. And yeah, we've got, right. we've done it the whole year, which we've, which we never did with quiver. So right. like that's, that is something that was new that we did this year. Um, that it, that is an accomplishment that, that we should be proud of. We're going into our sixth year of Thunderquack, uh, in January. Um, but, uh, but it's kind of hard to, it's, it's hard to look back at the year and really say anything good because the good stuff has been so far outweighed by the bad stuff. And, and really like, like that really just comes down to like the, the incredibly uh, upsetting loss of life. I, because so much of it was unnecessary. Right. Um, But going into 2021, you know, I, I rich people and frontline healthcare workers are getting the, the, (laughs) the vaccine right now. So I'm happy for one half of that. Um, I, Biden got the vaccine today. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I. So you know, like it's like we're we're we are starting to turn that corner, and it is sooner than I anticipated it being. So Definitely. that's like I like you can go back. I or in the first half of this year, I did not think that we would have a vaccine in 2020, and that it would be sometime in the middle of next year before we would even have an approved vaccine much less be distributing it and it's Mm -hmm. it's happening i mean like like crystal is on a list basically because she works with children right because she she works in healthcare with 
with ch- children with autism. So like, I don't know. I, sh- I don't think that she's like high up on the list, but she's definitely like in the consideration pool, which like I'm not right. Like, <laughs> like I got to wait until it's accessible. You don't need public. a vaccine to sit in front of your computer, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, same um, <laughs> But but yeah, because she's in contact with 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 people uh, uh, going into their homes and stuff like that. Uh, Ideally, when she's doing her job at the best of her ability, that's how it works. Right. Um, So it's like, yeah, like so so the people who need to get it first are getting it first. But there are also some people that don't need to necessarily get it first, because like like, let's be honest, a lot of these politicians, they could have figured out how to do this stuff remotely. Um, but they, they're choosing not to, they're choosing to continue to do things the way that they've always done them. Um, and then calling it like in America, it's like, this is it's continuity of government or continuity of leadership or something that they're calling it, which is why all these people who've been like the, the COVID-19 is a hoax. They're now taking pictures, getting needles jabbed into their arms with a big thumbs up. And it's like, it's so infuriating because they're but the last I'm people happy, that should but get they access jumped- to it, but they jump. They like got with the program, though. So it's like you can't like. Yeah, I don't think they have a choice. Like, right? It's yeah, like you if, you wanna, like, if you want to, if you want to continue serving yeah. in this capacity, you need to be vaccinated. Yeah. So you know, like it's going to happen. We're going to take a picture. We're going to release that picture. You have yeah. to be on board. I think that a yeah. lot of them have kind of been strong armed into it, but um, <laughs> I, which is fine. Like it's you know, but uh, it's just when you see people who've been who've put other people in active danger like who have right people have lost their lives because of the actions of some of these people who are getting the vaccine before the rest of us and that's upsetting it's not like let's burn it all down it's just like man that's a bummer but healthcare workers are also getting the vaccine i've seen i've I've got a lot of friends who've been posting on social media doctors and nurses and stuff like that that are that are getting their vaccinations they're starting the process so which is great you know, it's uh well, like we're going to be able to go to the movie theater next year. And I was worried that that wasn't going to be a thing and we, we will right. be able to. So, yeah, you know, let's look forward to all this stuff. We've got WandaVision coming soon. Look, I, I'm, a, I'm in a, I'm in a position where I have to make a call. Am I going to, are we going to do enough said the way that I said that we were going to do it? And if we are, mm. I need to find a co-host for a show <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Um, or I need to do what I've done this season with uh, with um, uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian and have a yeah. different guest every week. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and ask you right now, Amanda. You're going to do the first episode of that with me if I do it, right? Of course. Okay. On episode? I can commit yeah. to one on episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that for – sorry, is Nuff said the one for one, or for um, Disney Plus stuff? For Marvel. For, for all the Marvel For Marvel? Stuff, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I can do. I can commit to an episode. Yeah, for the sure. first, the premiere of, of Wandavision. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, so if we end up doing that, I am, I am. It's it's up in the air right now if I'm going to. Uh, but you could just. Uh, why don't we just talk about it on Thunderclock? Why do you got to create a new podcast? <laughs> I well, because you, cause you want people yeah. to yeah, dedicated yeah, content. Because otherwise, every week that's while fair. Wandavision is airing, that's all we're talking about. That's fair. When are we going to talk we about We will not stuff? do that. Do um, I'm so excited. I know that we're not because it's spoilery, but I'm so excited for you to talk about The Mandalorian this week. And yeah. um, that was just some good old fashioned fun. So, uh, yeah. to everybody and who if, watched that. If everything goes according to the current plan, uh, Matt's going to be back for that one. And uh, I, yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about that episode for sure. 
And the I'm so grateful to everybody that went, watch the episode as soon as you can. Yeah. And yeah. but I actually was really impressed that it didn't get spoiled for me. I didn't watch it till like seven o'clock, but I was able to get through the day. Yeah, I watched so. it at like twelve oh seven or something like that. Cause for the first seven minutes, Disney Plus wouldn't let me in. Because it was just like, <laughs> error, error. This is this content not available. This content, weird. there's something wrong with your connection. And it's like, no, there's nothing was... wrong with my connection. I was literally just watching the previous episode five seconds ago. But uh, it was just everybody hammering Disney Plus at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So um, awesome. That's it. Wow. We really went out with a bang. The, the yeah, uncut a uh, supporters are going to get on a two hour and 45 minute episode. Epic. Uh, Epic. I, so there you go. I that's your Christmas Noise. present. I, <laughs> or I shouldn't say Christmas. I should say I should say that's your holiday treat from Thunderquack because uh, I don't know. Maybe you celebrate in Kwanzaa or you did Hanukkah already, and this is late now. You, this is your late Hanukkah present if if that's your jam. So I uh, whatever it is you're celebrating, I I hope it was good. I hope you had fun. I hope everybody had a better end to the year than uh than than the majority of what we've been doing and the best part about it is that you get to eat cookies with no regrets because it's been a year yeah in which you end with cookies i've just been eating i've been eating strawberry cookies every single day but let's all let's all make an agreement right now that we're going to do better next year not just not just that like we're going to have the content that we want but that's i I don't know, like we're all going to take care, better care of ourselves and better care of each other, maybe. Uh, and just, uh, just, just, you know, like, let's, it'll be better if we make it better, I think is, is the, is the way to look at it. So 2021 doesn't have to suck the way that 2020 did. Uh, and it's kind of up to us, man, that sucks. I really want to just coast. I want to go back to just blissful ignorance, uh, like we had before, but, uh, that's not the way it works. So. That's it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will see you guys in 2021. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great content.